Louis, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful toy line. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 180, for the week of Wednesday, 5th of August 2015. I'm Ben, and with me tonight are... Scott. And John. This episode is brought to you by Mike's Comics and Stuff and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, we take a look at a Hasbro Marvel Legends Book of the Vishanti San Diego Comic Con 2015 exclusive box set. And in a toy breakdown, we check out the Sideshow Collectibles Batgirl premium format statue. Welcome back, gentlemen. It's been a while since the three of us have been together. Indeed. Yes, it is. How are we? Good. Good. Spiffing. Two goods. Two goods are good. Spiffing. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Mr. Spiffing, how was your week? Good. Um, nothing really too exciting this week. Oh, okay. I'm training somebody new at work, and uh, I had some other stuff happen at work that wasn't good, but Uh-oh. not related to me, just, you know, <laughs> work Just, just to other people. It's not one yeah. of those secret things where you're training someone to do your job, but you don't realize you're training them to do your job, and then you're going to get sacked or something. I, I'm not saying that that thought hadn't crossed my mind. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Damn. Uh, can you train them to do it badly, and then you look better? Um, well, I mean, if I'm training, if I'm training them, then they're going to do it badly. So you know. It's... <laughs> yeah. Uh, and another episode of self-deprecation week. Uh, yeah, uh, well. <laughs> so, what I, it's what I do. <laughs> it's his thing. Fair enough. Is there nothing else to report? That's very quiet for you. No, it is very quiet. Very, very quiet this week. Excellent. That's good. I need a yeah. week like that. Yeah, yeah. I do say to uh, Mrs. Shake uh, every now and then that it would just be nice to have two weeks where nothing happens. You know, where you just go about your routine, yeah, you know, right. dramas with children or vehicles or jobs or households, incidents or you know anything like that. Yeah. So no, no Bigfoot sightings. Outstanding. <laughs> what about you, Mr. Scotty? What's happening? I am sitting here feeling so sorry for you guys <laughs> because I am eating the most amazing brownies right now, and you are not. <laughs> are they are they special brownies? Or? No, no, no. My uh, years ago when I worked in um, Ben's town. Um, I had a colleague who we used to have, you know, the Friday afternoon teas sort of thing, morning teas, people bring stuff. And I had a colleague who would bring the most amazing homemade chocolate brownies that everyone was like, you know, there, there would practically be fisticuffs over the, the last <laughs> few kind of thing. And she would, would not give the recipe away. And then she, um, left to go on maternity leave and see as her kind of farewell thing, she distributed it. And I, I just look back, I've still got the email every time we make these, I search it and it was like nearly 10 years ago now. Wow. Um, yeah. But this is like, you know, the hallowed thing. They're just so good. So my, um, my Mrs. Scotty and the youngest Scottette are away this weekend at a horse riding competition weekend thing. Cool. And so the eldest Scottette and I, um, did some, 
uh, brownie making just for fun. And I'm eating the fruits of our labor now. And it is <laughs> awesome. It's so but is, good. Uh, is that something that you're able to share now, now that it's been 10 years? Are you allowed to pass it on again? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's public knowledge now. It was never her recipe. Right. It was, it was some like it was out of something, but it was just kind of a it was a running joke of like no no I'm not sharing, um, but yeah oh gosh so good so okay yeah so but, if people went to the AFB forum they could find it posted there then oh I could put it there for sure no worries yep um, cool yeah, but uh, you know you could it, I could <laughs> yeah I think there's probably a lot more from scratch work than your average American would be prepared to do to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what? You mean I can't just buy it out of a can? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, no, but we're all good here. We're uh, all trucking along. Nice. Yeah. Good on you. How about you? Me? I had a movie week this week. I've been to the movies twice in three days. Ooh. And uh, I finally got along to see Ant-Man mm. and loved it. Yes. Good. I, I had a hoot. I thought it was... Oh. Love it. Very enjoyable. Yeah. Um, I saw it with a buddy during the day, and there was only about 20 people in the cinema. And he and I were just roaring with laughter at the funny <laughs> bits, and we were the only ones in the cinema laughing. Really? It was really it was really peculiar. It got to the point where he and I would just look at each other after we had finished laughing because no one else yeah. was laughing. There was a couple sitting in front of us who I don't think cracked a smile through the entire film, and I thought it was Gosh. very odd. Well, I, the reason I wasn't here last week is because the family and I were seeing Ant-Man mm. in mm. a packed theatre of people that laughed a lot. Good. Yeah. Oh, well, lucky you. <laughs> I loved it. I thought I, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was a lot of fun. Didn't try to be too big. I thought nope. the... Um, ha, ha, ha. <coughs> I see what you did yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought the mid-credits sequence was, um, was fantastic. Yes. So. Yeah, very good. Um, yeah, we'll see what what comes of that. Have you seen it yet, John? No, no, I I don't think I can convince Mrs. Nerd to go see that one. Oh, you should sneak off at lunchtime or something and see it. Yeah, I don't think I can manage that. <laughs> <laughs> John, well, John, I d- John doesn't have very much control over his life. You realize that, John? Yeah. 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 Well, because the town I work in only has like one little theater, and it's a very small town. Mm. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> oh, the uh, the other movie I saw was um, Mission Impossible: Rogue Nation. Oh yes, I went and saw that last night, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh, good. It, um, if if you are even uh, a, a fan of the Mission Impossible movie, movies in passing, then you will enjoy this film. So it is mm. um, just what you would expect from a Tom Cruise Mission Impossible film. That's um. Very enjoyable, great action sequences. Um, Simon Pegg is Simon Pegg, so that's fun. Um, you know, Tom doesn't take himself too seriously for a lot of it, and it was great. But the only thing that was um, disappointing was we went and saw it in the the premiere cinema, which is the one with, you know, the big armchairs and reclining armchairs and that sort of thing. Mm. Um, and, you know, you can order dinner and they, they bring it into you and whatnot. And um, they brought me the wrong main course and then brought me the wrong dessert what? so <laughs> but other than that you know remember in, in retail you could actually once upon a time someone would take your order and deliver you a product you know without the surly attitude and uh, mm. no not really yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. no maybe it was another <laughs> generation think, yeah we do have one of those theaters but i've never been to it 
It's good. Yeah, my um, Mrs. Shake and I had um, gift vouchers or whatever you want to call mm. it, like yeah, yeah. to yeah. movie tickets, things that we'd been given. So I think I think the one we have has tables instead. You know, mm-hmm. it's not not like the big recliners. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, we have like yeah. it's called Gold Class, and yeah. it has the you know really nice big recliners, and you order your food beforehand and say when you want it yeah. brought, and yeah. usually uh, pretty seamless, but obviously not. Maybe that mission was a little bit impossible after all. Yeah, well, that's right. Well, well, it was kind of odd because they've obviously refurbished it recently because all the chairs looked pretty much brand new. They'd obviously gotten sort of quite worn over time and they'd redone them all so they were nice and comfy again. And so, you know, you have high expectations. But anyway, it was all good. So what did you do? Did you send it back or? Well, no, you're sitting in the dark. So it takes (laughs) you a few seconds to realise that, you know. Um, my sticky date pudding wasn't sticky date pudding, and by then I was like, ah, oh, this cheesecake is fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, if, if I learned anything from Golden Girls, it's that cheesecake always makes things better. Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. Yep. That's right. Yeah. So, all right. <clears throat> well, that's our movie news for the week, and uh, we might come back with some toy articulated news. Coming from the farthest reaches of the universe to challenge the worst villains on Earth are the most powerful heroes ever in the Battle of the Superpowers Collection. Can it be the Supermobile on the attack, the Lexor 7 armed with kryptonite? Will the Supermobile repel those deadly rays? You bet. Ready for battle. Activate Ram. New from Kenner's Superpowers Collection. Vehicles and figures with power action, each sold separately. Flying lessons for Penguin, fish bait for Luther. Can the Supermobile defeat the Lexor 7? You decide. Before we get to our main features, we start each episode with a bit of news. And articulated news is where we discuss the latest events and announcements in the toy and collectibles world. We're not a comprehensive toy news service. These are just the stories that relate to the things we're interested in and have caught our eye this week. And, Scotty, you have our first bit of news. I do. I should also mention that if you would like to contribute to uh, the news, then you can go to afbpodcast.reddit.com and either add your own links to items that you want us to cover or you can vote up and down the stories that are already there. And that helps us know what's most important for us to cover uh, in the week's news, because obviously there are a lot of announcements and we don't get to all of them. Um, so particularly if there are things that you think that, that we mightn't be aware of because they're not in our own wheelhouses, but you would love us to talk about. Uh, but really, anything you come across, afbpodcast.reddit.com, hop on over, pop it in, and uh, we'll uh, give you some credit as well if you do that for us. Um, last week, the guys mentioned the uh, preview of the Hot Toys Star Wars Princess Leia, and our first bit of news is that did go up for pre-order this week. Um, I pre-ordered it. Did, did you? Anyone else? Uh, I haven't. I'm a little bit behind on the, the Hot Toys figures. Yeah. Um, I'm still trying to work out who I'm going to order mine from now that Sideshow's abandoned me. Why have they abandoned you? Well, you know how every second Hot Toys figure won't post internationally, won't oh, okay. ship, ship to Australia anymore, and you've got to find an alternate yep, yep. vendor, et cetera. <sighs> well, it, it's really interesting because I hadn't uh, looked at this properly um, before I listened to last week's show, and I'd just seen a photo of it, and when you were talking about the fact that she had sculpted hair, I was thinking, oh, really? It looks so – it looked rigid. Um, so I was really interested to read this and see that, wow, that actually is sculpted. Mm-hmm. Um, they've done a great job. 
It looks Batman. yeah. So anyway, I we, we I know you guys talked about it last week. Um, the sideshow exclusive is a specially designed backdrop accessory. Whoa! I know. I can't wait to see what that is. But anyway, I'll be getting it because I ordered mine from Sideshow. Um, yay! I've got I have got like a Hot Toys um, figure worth of reward points, and <laughs> I keep not using them. I keep thinking, oh, I'll wait till something, and then like, oh, I'll just flex pay it. <laughs> so. Who knows? I'll probably die before I ever get to use them or sideshow go out of business and then all my planning will be for nothing. I use mine for the uh, the no refund deposits. So oh, can you do that? Oh, that yeah. you can, so you can just oh, – of course, I hadn't thought about that. That's a good yeah. idea. Yeah, I should do that. Hmm. Um, that's a, a nice way to just save a little bit of money at a time. Yes. You know, I recently took all those little cards out of my wallet that were like loyalty cards for places that went out of business. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what what you what we get from Sideshow uh, after – like, uh, oh, my gosh. I can't word this evening. I'll try, I'll try again. <laughs> you know what we get from Sideshow when we have shipments is we get little international customer thank you vouchers for $25. Yes. Um but I hardly ever use them because they're never – well, the, you can't use them on new items. Correct. Basically, it's like you can use this, but only for things that we really don't want anymore. Yes. Um, yes, I so, find that too. Yeah. We, we cannot sell these no matter what we do with them. We can't <laughs> even give them away. But, hey, if you'd like a $25 discount, and then you look at the shipping and you go, oh, shipping's 80 bucks. Yeah. Okay. So I've actually stopped even trying to apply those because when – when I did, I'm like, oh, oh, but I can't use it on anything that I want. Um, and they, you can't I, kind of accumulate them. So yeah. I, I have a suggestion on that. Then you could send them as a gift to somebody that's in the States where shipping is cheaper. <laughs> you could buy an item and have it shipped to them. Oh, true. I'm, I'm just trying to work out. If, but, yeah. but I still wouldn't be able to use it. On, like, you know, it's a $25 gift voucher on something that I don't want. So... Yeah. No, it would be what that person wanted. Oh, I see. So you see. could buy it for them. For, oh, you know, as a present. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I understand now. Sorry, I was a bit slow there. Um, now, if you uh, think that Hot Toys are out of your price range, you're probably right. Uh, but one that you might actually be able to afford is, and this is courtesy of Tim Tam Tommy 2 from the uh, subreddit, is the Ant-Man on Flying Ant miniature collectible from Hot Toys, which will only run you 40 US plus shipping to your locale. Um, but when we say miniature, we really mean it. It is under four inches tall. <laughs> um, so, but I would say highly detailed and, uh, you know, this is, um, Ant-Man and Anthony who, you know, spoiler free, um, plays an important role in the film. Um, and, uh, yeah, it looks fantastic, actually. <laughs> it's kind of weird, though, because this is a, a four inch or 10 centimeter, you know, figure with zero articulation, and they're asking 40 bucks for it. So I don't it's know. It's that- pretty detailed, though. I mean, if, yeah. it tra- if it turns out like that, it's, you know, and it's actually pretty wide. Like, if it turns out like that, well, yeah. I don't know. I mean, you could say detailed, but I don't know that it's that. It's kind of. Amazing. Let's fight about it. It's yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, look, it looks nice, and you know the wings are obviously translucent. But yeah. if you kind of think about, you know, those kind of non-articulated toys, you find that you know Toys R Us for, you know, three bucks in a bag. Oh, 
with 50 others. I think it's a little, probably a little bit better than that. Slightly. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Hey, it's cheaper than the um, the Groot that they did that turned out so tiny. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that I was really surprised when I finally saw that in person by how small the, the you know, dancing Groot thing was. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but um, obviously you're, pay- you're still paying for the Hot Toys name, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, it's Hot Toys. At least, if you've ever thought I'd, you'd never be able to afford to have a Hot Toys in your collection, maybe this <laughs> is it. Yeah, that's right. So thank you, Tim Tam Tommy Chew, for that one. Um, this from- was the perfect opportunity for a sideshow Apple picture. <laughs> oh, true. I, right. I'm devastated. <laughs> Ant on Apple. I'm devastated. Sorry. How could they have missed that? I'm just looking I'm, through the photo I'm, gallery again just to make sure. Uh, well, it's Hot it's Toys, not, not Sideshow. If it was Sideshow. Oh, true. Yeah. True. Well, you really let us down, guys. Okay. Yeah. Um, from the very small to the very big, um, if you, <laughs> this is weird, I think. This is the um, gentle giant Star Wars jumbo thing, but this is the salacious crumb um, jumbo. Um, how big is this, dude? Well, I mean, if the others scale up to be 12 inches, then well, you know, you'd have to think he's probably only about six yeah. inches given how small he was. So this is a scale up of the original vintage Slacious Crumb that came with the mm. Jabba. Jabba. Um, so there you go. I, I don't know. I can't kind of – it's a holiday exclusive, so if you want to traumatize people um, for Christmas, <laughs> there you go. Where's your Santa hat? Oh, nice. Looks like he might even have one. He doesn't come with pillows, apparently. No, I know. It's hilarious, mm. is it? Yeah. The, <laughs> the um, promo photo has him sitting on some pillows, and there's some other gear around representing Christmas, obviously. But then it says, pillows not included with Jumbo figure. <laughs> yeah, what's, what I wonder is how deep is the blister going to be on that card? Because when you look at the side view of him, yeah, his tail is very deep on that figure. Mm. I have, I actually have one of those, but I don't have a Jabba. Um, but, and you know, cause he's as deep as he is long. Yeah. So I'm talking about toys here, folks. Yeah. I wonder if the, um, if the, the tail will be detachable because Mm. the, um, carded image of it is clearly, a Photoshop. Yeah, Does that annoys me? This this business about photoshopping stuff, you know, which is clearly not what the the final thing is going to look like. And they normally NECA do that with their their six inch lines. Hasbro Hasbro does it with everything. Mm. Um, I wonder if yeah. that nondescript white cube comes with it. Oh, I hope so. That's essential. Anyway, if you know, if you are uh, a big salacious crumb fan, then you want a big salacious crumb. Then, <laughs> it's, a, it's a scanned giant sugar cube, and they scanned it and scaled it up. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, <laughs> we need to, we need to move on. Um, my last piece of news. This comes from a uh, a new visitor to our Reddit, which is uh, Zab Three. A Z with two A's, a B and a three's. I'm going to call him Zab. Zab three. And, uh, this is 
from uh, 3A from the Destiny video game, and this is the Titan 1-6 scale action figure. Um, it's going to run you just under 200 US. Highly articulated, 12.6 inches tall, 24 points of articulation, two, oh, only two sets of interchangeable hands. See, this is where Jeez. Hot Toys just has it all over 3A. 3A are just amateurs <laughs> in the extra interchangeable hands. Um business um but you know hey we can't all be hot toys um and uh yeah if i I have to say i'm not familiar with this property um so but thank you zub for that there's a fair number of people out there playing destiny i I know so i'm sure um, there are it's pretty popular and i think you can change the look of your titan in the game Mm. i think it's kind of adaptable it's a great looking figure, like the weathered armor and stuff like that. You got comes kitted out with plenty of weapons. I'm quite uh, impressed you know, with that. The thing, the thing that's cool about these sort of figures is that you know you see them in a. Obviously, some people are going to order it because they are fans of the property, but it's got that kind of just generic robot appeal mm. that you know if you're in a pop culture store, you know you could be attracted to it anyway, even if you don't know where it's from. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, beautifully done. The three A stuff is you know, really lovely. Yeah, you know, you compare that to an iron an Iron Man figure. That price is actually pretty decent too. Yeah, for an armored figure. Absolutely mm, true. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I mean, three A, um, it, pricing like. I'm sorry, I'm really having trouble with the English language tonight. <laughs> Just expression. Three um, A pricing. <laughs> Uh, is a bit all over the place here in Australia. Like I saw the Doctor Doom um, recently in two different shops in Melbourne with like nearly a two hundred dollar difference in mm. asking price. So, um, but you can get them for well under Hot Toys prices. Mm. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I think everyone will be relieved to know that I don't have to word for a while because that is the end of my news. Hooray with the wording and oh, the talking yay, and the thing. Yay, words. Yay. Yay. Hey, I guess I better talk about some stuff. And uh, we saw our next um, bit of news at San Diego Comic-Con, and that is the Sideshow Collectibles Friday the 13th, Jason Voorhees premium format statue. Hold so, me, I'm scared. So, yes, that is Jason, a.k.a., you know, hockey mask. Jason, um, premium format. And, um, yeah, look, this is mighty impressive. I'm a big fan of Jason. He's my serial killer of choice. <laughs> <laughs> now he gets the apple. <clears throat> yeah, it's right. Well, you know, he's sideshow, so he gets Fine. the apple. So, so, man, this is a pretty big sucker because Jason has been played by some uh, some pretty big actors like Kane Hodder, etc. And, um, yeah, look, he looks suitably Jason-ish. Um, there is actually an exclusive version if you go from Sideshow, uh, and that is a swap-out portrait as well as a swap-out right hand, which is um, holding a harpoon gun. Um, that's actually pretty good for an exclusive. Normally you just get that one little thing, maybe, you know, the swap-out portrait, which is um, not that unusual, but to get a different hand and a different head, um, that's quite impressive. And I know there was a lot of chatter online in the Facebook groups about this one. So, um, I think there's a lot of people keen to get this. Um, I think there's one thing that they have clearly failed on, and I'm sure John's already, uh, pointed it out. And that is that, um, despite having some blood splatter on his pants, um, and a little bit of dirt around the bottoms of his trousers, his shirt looks remarkably, um, new. And, and for a guy that's been, 
trudging around in, um, you know, lakes and forests and that for, uh, you know, a couple of decades, um, that shirt's in mighty fine condition. So uh, is well, that what you it, it is missing the flap on one of the pockets, and it does have a little bit of blood on the side right above where the pants have blood. But, I mean, the blood could have happened, you know, oh, two minutes ago. Oh, just play along, John. Good grief. When he, when he hacked somebody. I, <laughs> I said there is stuff there. <laughs> I know. I'm so, you're, you're supposed to agree and complain. I, I don't feel like it. it, it annoying it people that just try to be unpredictable. It, it looked good to me. I, oh, I actually thought it looked decent. I, I was um, actually thinking that like, there's a whole niche market for you. Like you know how businesses love consultants. You could be like a consultant to collectibles companies in uh, appropriate wear. Mm. Um, you know, mm. on their decos. I think there's a there's a niche there for sure. True, true. Yeah. But in this particular instance, um, I'm actually going to pull a John and and say that I'm. A bit disappointed that the shirt is actually as intact as it is. Um, this is probably Jason from the era of probably Friday the 13th part four. Um, the hockey mask I notice up the top has got the, 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 the big wound mark in it, <clears throat> in the top, which is where he was hit with a, um, with a tomahawk. Um, and, and that, yeah. yeah, that's present. Yeah. Um, well, see, no, what's actually quite impressive about the Friday the 13th movies is they try to keep some continuity uh, to a certain extent. So I think it was probably part six or something when he comes out of the, um, the lake, the, the back of his shirt is completely rotten and you can actually see part of his exposed spine. So um, they've obviously chosen to go a little bit earlier so they don't have to do that kind of detail. Um, look, he comes on a pretty um, pretty apt base. We've got a pretty graphic kind of um, base going on. You've sort of got the wooden planks on the top with um, some sort of grotesque images on the side. Uh, he's got his trusty machete in his left hand. Um, the hockey mask looks great, very, very weathered and very detailed. Only thing disappointing about this guy is the price, yes. and he will set you back four hundred and seventy US dollars. Uh, expected to come out in July to September twenty sixteen. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. Um, I'm yeah. Not, I'm not seeing the value for money here. I'm at the end of the day, <clears throat> it's it's a dude in street clothes, um, you know, with some extra gear. Uh, it that to me seems really expensive for what it is. Unless there's some licensing fees worked in. Look, I just think this is the new price point for premium oh. format statues. I mean, I don't think we're going to see sub four hundred no. ever no. again um, no. for a for a sort of quarter scale premium format. You know, yeah. someone this size. I mean, he's twenty two inches tall, and that's that's quite large. That's kind of like the premium format Doom that just came out. So that's quite. Um, Quite impressive, sculpted by Walter O'Neill and Mark Newman. Hmm. Which uh, which head would you go with, Ben? Oh, definitely the hockey mask. Yeah, yeah. I love the hockey mask. So, always been a big fan, and I, I like the fact that this one's so weathered and beaten up. Um, I mean, you didn't really sort of get this kind of look, um, the unmasked look, until much. Well, I suppose yeah, this is probably Friday the Thirteenth Part Four. But technically, he should have the machete wound in the side of his head. Spoilers. Spoilers. Old spoilers. spoilers. Same. I did actually sit Mrs. Shakedown um, a couple of years ago, and over half a dozen weekends, we actually watched all the films. Oh, my gosh. She must really love you. No, she quite enjoyed them. So, Hmm. yeah, look, so that's something good. I, uh, if the Australian dollar um, was, didn't have an exchange rate equal to a, you know, bronze dog turd, um, I'd probably consider this, but when you look at the, 
the exchange rate at the moment. That's big bucks. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I just couldn't think of anything else to compare it I, to. I so. just I love it. <laughs> so, what, what is the exchange rate of the bronze dog trend these days? About 73 cents, yeah, I think. Okay, mm. there you go. So, look, I, I really do like it. I just think, that the, yeah, it's it's just too no. too much to pay. So, hmm. Too much. All right. Well, and that was from Toil10 at Reddit, by the way. It was. Thank you very much. Uh, moving on, and Necker's Heroes of the Storm uh, continues to gain a bit of momentum. We're getting sort of two figures to a wave, but um, they're obviously going to do some deluxe figures as well, and so we are getting uh, oh Stitches. Stitches, who what comes to us from that? World of Warcraft. Um, uh. he's, um, he's the Terror of Darkshire. He's the terror uh, of me. Thank you very much. Yuck. Yeah, six and a yeah, half that's, inches. That's tall. more disturbing than the than the Jason one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Damn straight. Yeah, he's suffering a bit of indigestion. <laughs> this is a uh, a big for those people that don't know. This is a big blue ogrey dude with um and well pretty much you know a giant mouth in his stomach with exposed bits and pieces hanging out and um it says he's that he's six and a half inches tall but I think he's probably six and a half inches wide. As well, he's uh, he's quite the dude. So this is actually a deluxe, sorry, a deluxe version. Um, sorry, deluxe figure. Far out. I can't word the talk either. We're yeah, it's <laughs> it's not the the night for wording. Yes. Maybe this should have been the mime episode. Yes, yeah. twenty five points of articulation. That's all I'm doing my news. <laughs> <laughs> Interpretive dance. Uh, released in November two thousand fifteen. So I'm quite keen to see these um in in hand. So I'll. I'll probably pick up a few of the uh, the standard figures. All right, moving on is something I'm very excited about, and that is from Bandai. They have announced the SH Monster Arts King Gira. Uh, you just have to say it like a, a really excited Japanese person. King Gira! Gira! Ah! Um, I, th- this is the special colour version, and unfortunately I can't actually work out what's different between this and the original release. <laughs> of the king because um the photos they have used in the solicitation look exactly like the other king gira um but the reason why this is actually really good news is because the original version of this figure has long since sold out and goes for stupendous amounts of money on the secondary market um so people like myself who picked up king kong um who picked up kong and godzilla and mega godzilla and all the rest uh i actually didn't pick up Gira, I did. Uh, sorry, I had the chance to, and I passed. Uh, and, and then basically, every time I looked for this figure, it was going for stupid amounts of money. So, this is really good. So, if he looks like that, uh, I'll definitely pick, learn my lesson and pick him up when he's out. And uh, that's January 2016, and he's about $137. So, which is a lot of money because. You know, they're not particularly big figures. Um, most of the regular, oh, he is because of his wingspan. He's probably one of the, other than, um, uh, Biolante, he's one of the biggest figures in the world. Yeah. So this is exciting. Good stuff. Um, and I'm not normally a big fan of people sort of redoing stuff like this, but, um, I'd say Bandai have been paying a bit of attention and have probably seen, um, what's happening on the secondary market and have responded. So good stuff. Very good. Um, my last bit of news is one of those where did that suddenly come from, uh, you know, bits of news. And there is a company out there called Hire Toys, H-I-Y-A, who I have never heard of. 
Um, I had a bit of a look online to see what else they'd done, and they haven't done uh, a lot. But they have um, solicited some 118th scale aliens figures. Um, so that's kind of G.I. Joe-sized figures, and this is from... Um, it looks to be a couple of different aliens, but in particular the second movie. Um, this is kind of cool. So these are colonial marines such as Hudson and Hicks, etc., <laughs> done in G.I. Joe scale. So they look suitably uh, colonial marine-ish. Uh, they come with their, you know, as you'd expect, the um, the pulse rifle and stuff like that. Um, Hicks comes with his shotgun, removable helmet, uh, and even better than that, there's some really cool stuff like the 118th scale power loader, um, which is kind of detailed as, and there are three, at least three different, four different aliens that you'll be able to get. You're looking at about $23 to $25 per figure, except for the power loader, who's $85. Um, these look great. Yeah. And the um, Hicks looks reasonably detailed. But yeah. that's the only human figure that we actually uh, can see at the moment. Mm. Um, and, you know, there's a reasonable amount of detail there. Yeah, yeah. Not much in the Hudson department. We get a uh, a picture of Bill a Paxton. Shadow. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we assume they're going to try and get it to look the same. Yep. So as a um, three and three quarter person, Mr. Nerd, what, what do you think? Uh, they're not too bad. I, I, I Where did these come from? That's, I know. that's kind of the same thing. I just... <laughs> I don't know, twenty five dollars. An awful lot, isn't it, for a GI Joe figure? Uh, yeah, uh, they look good. I mean, I'd, it'd be one of those things I'd want to see at least one of in person before I mm. probably would want to order it online. So what? Just because uh, those those aliens are such spindly creatures that yeah, yeah, it wouldn't be a lot to them, would they? What does a yeah. um, single carded GI Joe figure go for around your parts? Twelve to fifteen these days. Okay. If you can find them, I mean, obviously there's none in stores right now, but mm. um, you know that's about what they were going for. I mean, I think that's about what a Marvel Universe figure goes for about twelve ninety nine. I think. Yeah. So yeah, you really need to get your money's worth, don't you? Given that it's double the price. Yeah. Double, but. Uh... And the aliens, it says they come with an egg and face hugger, but they don't have pictures of that. Yeah. So. And and you wonder, you have to wonder with this. You know, given that this has just sort of come to us completely as a surprise, um, what the availability of these will be like. I mean, you know, obviously you can get them through places like Big Bad Toy Store, but I don't know that you'll be finding them at Toys R Us. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. All right. Interesting. Hopefully we can talk about that again in the future. And uh, yeah. just I want to contact them to find out how they pronounce their name because I feel like it no, might be no. like, hi, <laughs> Yeah, well, that's right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and from now on, everyone's going to want to do that segment of the news just so that they can introduce. Yeah. It's like everyone yeah. wants to do bam, kapow. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, and, oh, sorry, John. So, so how would you pronounce the company in the next news item? I don't Scott. know. But... Me? Gecko. Yes. Is it Gecko? Gecko? Well, I would have said Gecko Core, but that's. Yeah. Who well, knows? I'm glad John's got this bit of news then. Yep. <laughs> how, how would you have said it, Ben? I would have just gone for Gecko. Okay. We will call them Gecko. Mm-hmm. They will write us. Write her. <laughs> Send all your hate mail to planbanner.com. Plan yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never um, get sold. 
except they, for the they announced the, yeah. a uh, blood hunter or bloodborne hunter statue and exclusive puddle of blood variant. <laughs> As you do. Yeah. Not to be confused with the band Puddle of Mud. This is Puddle of Blood. Yes. Um, <laughs> and, and just to be clear, that the variant is not an actual Puddle of Blood. It's but yeah, just so that people know. <laughs> um, obviously, I, I think you can probably guess the Puddle of Blood version is a blood-spattered version. This is from the game uh, Bloodborne, which is um, a gothic uh, third-person game. Uh, you're kind of going around, sounds like maybe hunting... Maybe vampires, it revolves around blood and how blood's used and, uh, you know, for the different upgrades and stuff in the game, it sounds like. Um, I haven't played it. It sounds kind of cool because it's in Romania and, you know, gothic mm-hmm. times. So um, I could I could probably get into that. Uh, it's 1-6 scale, so it's, you know, 12-inch statue. Um, kind of looks like he has a uh, his face covered and very strappy looking dude with a coat on and some weapons and the uh, blood on the blood version is um, you know it doesn't look like it's just spattered on yeah it, it actually looks like it's a little bit of sculpting yeah yeah it, it looks good so um you know you can get some different things there he will set you back about three hundred dollars so us if you're, yeah yeah, if you're yeah. if you're looking for this kind of thing, uh, you know, are a fan of the game, yeah, um, this this would be good for you. I kind of it's a neat looking good character design for sure. Yeah, I'm um, I'm not familiar with the property, but um, I I really like the look. Yeah, hmm. kind of has that Van Helsing feel to yeah. it, you know. Yeah. Yep. And obviously, they've taken some of the inspiration from that same kind of time period. So, um, yeah, good looking figure. I might have to check out that game. They Gecko uh, has done some other video game stuff, Metal Gear Solid uh, and Berserk, um, so that might be their their theme. Hmm. Yeah, well, that's okay. I mean, you know, I, it just like you guys, you guys are big comic fans. I, I've kind of played video games my whole whole life, and um, you know, they're a form of entertainment that I think kind of gets looked down upon, but they're as much today as, you know, a storytelling mechanism oh, as anything else. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you, you're just playing part of the story, hmm. you know, as it, as it plays out in front of you. And I, I think video games get looked down on that, but I think there's people out there that realize, you know, and really love these properties. Hmm. And um, I don't know. That was something I was thinking about earlier in the week, but I digress. And speaking of video games, our our good friend Eddie isn't here because he's playing Arkham Knight. Well, I'm pretty sure. Uh, uh, actually, he's out in Melbourne getting drunk, but don't tell anyone. Yep. Well, yep. he better be working on his new comic book. So. Uh, no, he's on Facebook. Left me hanging. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so I'm, I'm I'm not hypothesizing that's actually what his Facebook said tonight. So. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. I think he has a PlayStation Vita and he's playing, you know, on his Vita while he's out getting drunk. <laughs> this is what happens when you don't do the show, Eddie. Yeah, you know, so. like then we just hypothesize. Yeah. And yeah. um he may be pre ordering these at the same time because these are Arkham Knight pop vinyls from our good friends at Fudco. <laughs> and of course, you know, Arkham Knight is about Batman. So we got a Batman, a Scarecrow, a Harley Quinn because we can't have a Batman line without a Harley Quinn and Optimus Prime. Oh wait, that's Arkham Knight. 
Uh, oh dear! Nice looking figures, even though I yeah. don't play the game. Um, you know, that's not my scarecrow, not my Harley, and I don't even know what an Arkham Knight is. But um, yeah, they do look good. Yeah, that that scarecrow is woo, yeah. scary looking dude. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's someone who seems to uh, have benefited from a. I mean, you know, the, the classic scarecrow just looks like a scarecrow, but they seem to have um, you know really gone outside the box to come up with a new design. Yeah, the uh, the the comic book scarecrow just never looked like somebody that could hold up the Batman in a fight. You yeah. know, <laughs> no, <that's right. laughs> I'm just glad they did Harley Quinn because there is not enough Harley Quinn merchandise. Yeah, she's yeah. cute though. Oh yeah, uh, she looks fine. She looks like a deranged mime. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, she does in her well, classic costume too. Yeah. Mime is a terrible thing to waste. <laughs> oh jeez, <laughs> you are punny. <laughs> now, my, my next two news items I'm really excited for because they're more pop vinyls. And the first one is Money Python and the Holy Grail. These are actually up for pre-order already. Um, and, you know, you can't have Money Python and the Holy Grail without having the Black Knight. Mm-hmm. Um, King Arthur. Does, wait a minute. Just a flesh wound. Uh, does, if, if, is he, does he have detachable bits? I, I was going to get back to that. Oh, it doesn't sorry. look like it. <laughs> They, do, you, do you remember the um, the plush they did? <laughs> oh, yeah. And his limbs were held on with Velcro, so you could actually pull them off. So. Sorry, John, I derailed your flow. That's okay. I, I was going to say that. I, I <laughs> They should have had at least one limb off. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why it's they got no arm off. There's no, no basis for a system of government. Oh, that'd be awesome with magnets. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It'd be almost worth picking two up to see if you could customize one. Yeah, absolutely. Why'd you I'm going to have to talk to my... Uh, <laughs> to, I could do that all night. <clears throat> we'll have to call a man or monster studios and uh, ask them to magnetize one for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, King Arthur. You know, you got to have King Arthur because he's the one looking for the grail. So, you, you can't go wrong there. The French taunter. Um, <laughs> and, yes, of course, everybody's favorite... <laughs> Some people call him Tim, um, <laughs> Tim the Enchanter, and uh, he comes with a terrifying creature, the uh, the menace of uh, the swamps, um, a bunny, <laughs> big, sharp, pointy teeth. <laughs> These look absolutely fantastic. They do, don't they? There's yeah. nothing phoned in about these. No, and what, if you're a Monty it, Python fan... They all look yes. like who they should look like. There would be, you know, you could put these on your, your shelf without the, you know, you could take them out of the box, put them on the shelf, and people would just look straight at Tim and know exactly who that was. Oh, I missed uh, Sir Bedivere. He's yeah. there too. You know, obviously one of the um, charms of the pops is that consistent packaging. Like, you know, you, you know right away what it is. But for me at least, I think – it does make you kind of gloss over um, some of just the skill and detail that's put into these figures, because um, you don't unless you've you know, bought them. Even some of the ones that I've bought, I usually don't you know take them out of the yeah. um, thing. But you know th- these are just beautifully done. Yeah, just yeah. so good. Yeah, I, I gotta hope they do a second series of this as well, because there's mm-hmm. enough characters in that movie that you know you don't have Lancelot here, you don't have Patsy. 
Um, I mean, who wouldn't want a patsy with with coconuts? <laughs> you're using coconuts. <laughs> You've got two empty halves of coconut, and you're banging them together. You know, um, you realize we're probably alienating part of our listenership yeah, here. Anyone under twenty five. Um, yeah, you did. <laughs> then they need to go watch it. Yeah, oh, for um, sure. You know, there, there's an opportunity for um, an oversized figure here, and that would be actually two. Um, the knight who says knee. <laughs> and also the uh, three-headed knight. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think those would be great oversized figures. So, Funko, if you're listening. Uh, you gotta have, this has made me so happy. you got to have the knight that says knee. <laughs> Strange women lying in ponds distributing swords is no basis for a system of government. <laughs> Move on, John, quick. Uh, you a yeah. <laughs> I think I seriously watched that movie once a week for about six months because well. uh, when I was a kid, a friend of mine, his older brother, had the VHS tape and we just wore it out. Um, I, I love that one. Now, what I'm not sure is if I'm more excited for those or if I'm more excited for the next ones because um, they're also doing Bioshock pops staying with the video game kind of theme we had going on. And they have three from Bioshock. Terrifying. Infinite. Um, Booker DeWitt, he has two versions. And one comes with his skyhook and one doesn't. I don't know why yeah. I, I would have just had him come with it. I, that, I don't know. Um, <laughs> That's just Elizabeth, to make people buy more toys. Mm, yeah. Basically. And Elizabeth from Infinite, because she's everybody's cosplay favorite from that game. Mm. But... The two I'm really excited for are they have a little sister from the original two Bioshocks and a big daddy. And the big daddy is a super size pop and I will have to have him mm. because he's awesome. Definitely deserves the oversized treatment, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And if you have him, you have to have the little sister. So um, mm. I, I will have to get both of those because I, I love the first two Bioshock games. Very cool. Just creepy. Yeah. I don't think so. I've played creepier stuff. <laughs> Fair enough. We don't want to yes. hear about that, John. <laughs> you know, there, there were actually parts of Tomb Raider where there were spiders dropping out of, you know, from yeah. behind you and stuff that scared me more than anything. <laughs> yeah. I'm not good with stuff yeah, that's just me. me. <laughs> actually, the thing that most disturbing video game thing I think I ever played was in a Tomb Raider where they had the um, the little scarab beetles, like in The Mummy, mm. and they, they chase you down a corridor and you've got to hit certain jumps and stuff, otherwise they catch up to you. Ooh. And you get the little skittering sound effects, and when you're playing in headphones, it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's around sound. Awesome. Not safe for yeah. John. Yeah. But anyway... Nice. Um, little sister and big daddy those I'll have to have and probably all of the mining pythons for sure so very nice very nice all right thank you gentlemen that wraps up the articulated news we'll be right back with the next installment of the AFB podcast game name that Well, now it's time for everybody's favourite podcast game, Name That. Our good friend John, a.k.a. Engineer Nerd from TVandFilmToys.com, go check it out, presents us with an action figure sound, and the aim of the game is to guess where it's from. And he's here with us, so take it away. 
Well, thank you very much. Another stunning intro from you, Mr. Ben. And uh, last week we heard a exciting sound, and we will place that right here. Clips and sticks and clips and tracks. So that, so guys, that sound has some flipping and some stuff going on. Any guesses? Lion King the Musical. Lion King the Musical or Centurions? I don't think either of those are correct. What superhero does flips? Spider-Man. Ooh, it is Spider-Man. It's from (laughs) a uh, Spider-Man flip and trap playset. So this is more yeah, for the, nice. the younger set. So Ben, very good job. You're, you got, you've been working them out the last couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. The master guess. You guys did good my last week. Was, my, my next guess was Edward Scissorhands. I don't think I was ever going to get there. <laughs> no, no, that, that was probably a little off. I'm sure he did a flip somewhere in there. No, he was very stiff. Yeah. He was very <laughs> stiff. He couldn't jump. I don't think he had the spring in his legs to jump. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Never know. Maybe. Um, we probably should put a new sound in because you know that'll let you guys guess um, some more, and maybe it'll be Edward Scissorhands. You just never know. So we'll play that right here. Stand just like in a movie to do battle with wiping attack. The evil mutants must be stopped. And in case you missed it, we'll do it again. Stand just like in a movie to do battle with wiping attack. The evil mutants must be stopped. You know, I don't know why we play it twice. You could just rewind it, but uh, we did. So, um, <laughs> you know, we worked that out after a hundred shows. Yeah. It's, it's 2015. Who rewinds? No way. <laughs> um, I do because the dogs bark in the window and we can't hear what people are saying on TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so Ben, let, let's say our good listeners out there um, thought they knew what that was. Well, where would they go? They would go to www.afbforum.com, and once there, they would find the name that thread. They would guess, and if they guessed right, what would they get, Scott? Uh, I think they would get um, a lock of your hair. Um, that that is gold. Th- yeah. That is a very unusual item, unless you're talking back hair. <laughs> oh my god! Wow. Do, do you want some That's back a hair? Killer. Yeah. I'm sad now. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a brownie can bring you out of that one. Lion King the musical. Hey now, yeah. <laughs> Uh, on on that note, <laughs> thank you very much, John. And we might come back after this break with Toy of the Week. Flipping Trap Police 
it's all-out Spider-Man flip and trap action. And Spidey flips and sticks and flips and traps. The new Spider-Man flip and trap place. Well, now it's time for one of our feature segments, Toy of the Week. Each episode, we take turns looking at a toy or collectible in detail. And these might be new releases, or we might talk about favourite or bizarre items from our collection. And this episode, it's something a little bit different. We're going to break away from our usual template style review and we're going to talk about the Hasbro Marvel Legends Book of the Vashanti San Diego Comic Con 2015 exclusive boxed set. Wow. Are you tired? That's right. Do you need to lie down? (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm good. I'm good. But um, I think I'm going to kick things off and and ask you uh, your pronunciation of Vashanti. That's what I would have said. That's what you would have gone for? Yeah. John, any, any variation to that? I go, Vichante. Vichante, all right. <laughs> Excellent. All right. <laughs> okay. Let us know. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, this is, of course, Hasbro's um, big deal at San Diego Comic-Con this year. It's another box set. This is becoming a tradition for them following on from uh, the uh, the Thanos Imperative set, the Thunderbolts box set, et cetera, et cetera. And um, this is a, a pretty chunky piece of gear. Um, this was a lot bigger than I expected when it turned up. Yep. I I have to say, when I uh, the the person who sent me mine, I picked mine up through eBay, um, made up a box to fit it quite nicely. Uh, and so when I opened it, I actually expected there to be sort of plenty of space in there, but it was actually quite tightly packed. So I was. Um, Pretty impressed. So, look, this is a, a box set of five figures. Um, they've gone with the the magic theme featuring Doctor Strange and some other um, characters who may or may not be sort of magic-based. Um, let's talk about this fantastic box. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty impressive, isn't it? Oh, uh, look, I just can't get over this whole thing. I think it is such an achievement, and uh, this just puts – I cannot think of any – um, box set packaging that comes close to this. Like, uh, DC Universe Legion of Superheroes Clubhouse is pretty awesome. Yeah. But this tops it, I reckon. Um, yeah. Just because of the, the detail in, you know, w- what I was not expecting when I opened this up, um, was that th- the book would actually have pages in it. Yes. Um, yeah. you know, with beautiful artwork of all the characters. Caught me by surprise as well. Yeah. I have to say that my Thanos Imperative set last year, which came in that kind of spaceship window box sliding packaging thing, uh, I turfed mine. Yep. Uh, I contemplated keeping it, but it was such an awkward shape that um, I thought I'm never going to use this again. And, uh, um, yeah, it, it went into the recycling. But, um, man, this thing is a, a work of art. Oh, so absolutely. Just um, running people through it, um, this is a, a box set of five figures. And because <clears throat> Doctor Strange is the uh, the theme, um, Doctor Strange, obviously, Sorcerer Supreme. He uh, He knows lots of spells and he has lots of books. So the book of the Vishanti is um, one of the more popular pieces from his um, his arsenal, such as the Eye of Agamotto and, and things like that. So, so this is a cardboard box that um, has been made to look like a box. So the 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 top and bottom of the box are actually larger than uh, the the innards. So you, you do get that book feel, <clears throat> and the 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 inner sort of box has that um, that paper. Um, 
pattern on it, so it actually does look like the pages of a book. Um, what is interesting too is the outer cover has that sort of faux leather um, appearance, um, sort of a slightly laminated cardboard, um, which has a bit of a, a tactile sensation to it, um, with some really, really nice graphics. What is interesting too is that in order to keep this thing um, protected in, in transport, Hasbro have included a sort of a cardboard protector that goes around the outside as well mm. and fills in that gap nicely, yeah. um, keeping it uh, intact. And then because it actually has a flip um, cover, they've actually got a sort of cardboard sleeve that, that fits around that, holding it all closed, which is quite nicely. So the first thing you do is you slide the slip cover off, um, then you take out the cardboard piece and the box <coughs> opens. Um, and then, as Scott said, uh, as soon as you, you open it, you actually get quite a shock because you expect to just flip it open and see figures. But um, what you do get is some really nice artwork uh, featuring Doctor Strange with some you know really nice glyphs and occult symbols and all that sort of thing, the Eye of Agamotto. You, you've got this really nice um, font that they've used to write up. You know, it's kind of meant to look all sort of spelly and, you know, what's the... What's the correct word for that? You know, sort of looks like ancient writing, etc. But it gives you a bit of a blurb on on Doctor Strange, also um, some stuff that looks as if they're they're reciting a spell, sort of thing. Uh, and then you flip the page, and there's more pages, mm-hmm. and you sort of go, "Oh, okay, this is actually pretty cool." And so there are actually um, a number of pages, and they've managed to get a few characters onto um to each page and uh, it looks really good i thought it was actually one of the cubit brothers who who had done the artwork but um turns out to be some guy i've never heard of so no offense to him <laughs> no doubt he is listening yeah sorry dude yeah yeah <laughs> sorry dude yeah so um, look, yeah, look, um all over the you know just finishing up on the packaging this thing is amazing um you know you've got gold sort of foil lettering on the cover and it's just uh, it, it's amazing stuff. It really is. So then um, when you actually open it up and you finally get to the figures, what you're actually presented with is this really nice tray that has, um, uh, I don't know, I guess it's kind of a, a faux velvet kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Uh, we've, we've seen it before um, in, in kind of cheap products you get from dollar stores and that, but it's this kind of plastic that's covered with a, you know, a, a red felt stuff. Um, yeah, Locking. it is. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's almost as if it's been flocked, but it's actually done really, really well. Um, and the the figures all sit in their little uh, you know parts of the tray, uh, but so do all the accessories. So you've got all these really nifty little holes with stuff in them. Um, and the thing is, everyone sits really nicely. You can sort of hold this upside down and shake it, and the figures oh, don't yeah. actually fall out. It's um, snug. It is. It is. <laughs> and so it, it's actually so snug that some of the figures do need you know a bit of a you know, a bit of a yank to get them out. Um, there really is no problems with um, stuff falling out. So for those people who are sort of madly shipping stuff back from San Diego, you don't have to worry about swords bouncing around, uh, you know, inside packages and that sort of thing. So very, very nice indeed. Um, really, really quite impressed. And, you know, look, if you could, you would um, put this up as part of your display if you had the space. It's just that impressive. So Absolutely. Very nice, very nice. All right, getting to the figures themselves, five-figure set. We get um, we get Doctor Strange, Brother Voodoo, Hela, uh, Dormammu, and Magic. So um, quick bit of info about each of those. This is Doctor Strange uh, on the astral plane, so he has been cast in a, um, a translucent um, plastic, 
and uh, it's kind of a clear plastic with a bit of a blue highlight to it. Uh, we get Brother Voodoo in his Marvel Now appearance. So for those people who are fans of classic Brother Voodoo, you're probably going to be a bit disappointed. But the fact that we're getting Mr. Drum in any format, I think, is quite impressive. Um, we get Hella. I assume it's Hella, not Hela. Hella. I've always said Hella since I was a kid. So, but, you know, it could be the submariner thing in me. Uh, uh, well, that's what I would have said. Yeah, very good. Um, so Hela is the uh, is from Thor, and she is the uh, the Norse sort of goddess of the dead. Um, she hangs out in the equivalent of their underworld. Um, we get magic, as in Ileana Rasputin, uh, Colossus' little sister, uh, in her her most recent guise from uh, Uncanny X Men. So probably a bit disappointing for some people that were you know would hope to add her to their sort of New Mutants lineup, which is you know. Gosh, how many figures? Uh, cannonball. Uh, 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 um, uh, yeah. And that's about it. Yeah. Um, so this is her and her her most recent incarnation in the the black leather getup. And then we get the the big daddy of the set, um, much like we got um, Blaster uh, last year, and that is um, the Dread Dormammu. Yeah, he's the the centerpiece figure, and he's pretty darn freaking huge. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a, a very up to date version of Dormammu. So for those people who remember, um, you know the purple dude from um, many years ago, uh, this is the more updated version where he's wearing sort of armor and, and various bits and pieces. So um, if you're after a classic Dormammu, you're actually going to be a bit disappointed. Um, in terms of actually getting this set. I don't know about you, Scott, but for me, the main reason of getting this is as a as a universe builder, these are five figures that I can just put straight on the shelf. Mm. Um, no hesitation. Everybody, you know, has their place. Even if you've got the new Doctor Strange from the um, the Hulkbuster um, wave, there's no reason this figure, you know, couldn't be sitting above the other figure, you know, doing the whole astral plane thing. So this was pretty much a done deal for me. So what about you? Uh, yeah, absolutely. It was the... Um, you know, all new characters really, I mean, obviously Doctor Strange, um, is a repeat, but a different version, but just to get four characters never done before in Marvel Legends, um, and then some of these in particular, Hela in particular, you know, being a big Asgard universe fan, it's just so yeah. exciting. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. All right, so we've talked about the characters. Let's talk about the actual, uh, I guess, you know, the the figure themselves. Um, Doctor Strange is on that new buck that Hasbro have been doing um, that I think they used really successfully on uh, the Black Panther. So this is that kind of new medium buck that um, Hasbro have done. Um, Voodoo is on the same, Brother Voodoo is on the, the exact same buck, so... You can kind of see that just sitting in the train next to each other, that they're on the same buck. Um, I think that they both work quite well. Uh, what's interesting with Doctor Strange is he is cast in that translucent plastic, so he's clear. It's kind of – it's it's not clear. It's kind of like a incredibly pale blue, like mm. so so pale that you just kind of looking at him, you, you can't really tell. I guess if you held him up to the light, it's a bit more obvious. Yeah. Um, so he's pretty much the, the exact same figure you get in the Hulkbuster wave. Absolutely everything's the same, uh, even the, the hands in the, the spell casting position, that sort of thing. What they have done is um, they've included those, um, oh, what do you call those magic Spell thing, things. Those spell thingies that go yes. around his wrist that we got with um, the Scarlet Witch. Yeah. 
um, they've been done in kind of a white plastic, um, and that's a nice little uh, little extra that comes with him. Um, there is some extra paint de detailing on there. There's some paint apps on his costume, just sort of with, on his belt buckle. Uh, and for some bizarre reason, they've chosen to put some paint apps on his moustache, <laughs> which is just... Well, I mean, I don't know how else you would have actually shown it without painting it. Yeah, um, which goes to show that perhaps it's it's actually painted on and not um, not actually sculpted. sculpted. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, I normally don't have a lot of time for translucent figures, but I love this. Uh, it, it, it serves its, its really purpose, good. doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's yeah. like, not just as a, um, you know, not just as, okay, th there's my astral version of Doctor Strange, but <laughs> it's really nicely done, and I think mm -hmm. that the little highlights that they have used, that bit of paint actually really makes it, you know, it's, um, yeah. uh, it's just a really fun-looking figure. Yeah. About the only thing I would have changed if, if, if I could have a, a say in it was that um, it would have been nice if they changed the hands. Like, I, I yeah. do like spell-casting hands, but... Doctor Strange has already has already cast a spell of himself onto the astral plane, um, so you know he's then got hands that are casting a spell in the astral plane again, kind of thing. So mm. swapping out the hands to just either relaxed hands or fists, I don't know, probably could have been a better option. But anyway, that's a, a small niggle. Otherwise, um, a really cool figure, fun to have. Um, you know what little paint apps there are are done well. <coughs> so. Moving on, I'm really uh, digging that mustache now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's not a bad porn stash. They've done well. You know, I think it is actually sculpted. The is mustache yeah, is sculpted. Yeah. 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 Okay, so that makes it even more yeah. perplexing that they've done the paint apps. Well, unless <clears throat> you wouldn't see it. True. 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 It exists on both planes simultaneously. <laughs> That's right. It's go. that awesome. It's the there source of his power. Ah. Oh. All right, moving on to Mr. Jericho Drum, <clears throat> a.k.a. Brother Voodoo. Um, again, this is the Black Panther buck. Um, seems to work to, to pretty good effect um, from what I can see. Um, <clears throat> I think the thing that stands out most about this guy is his accessory. Um, that's uh, At first you kind of think that he comes with a giant plant. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's not a plant. It's because he has a sash around his waist. Uh, a very long green sash, and it actually goes under his accessory, and then his accessory is kind of stuck in on top of it. Um, what he does come with is um, his magic staff, and coming out of the magic staff are a couple of kind of um, apparitions slash demons slash whatever. And so between the 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 you know the ribbony things coming off of his waist and those demons, it looks like this giant piece of a trifid or something like that. Um, mm -hmm. But, um, no, that's actually pretty cool. He's, he's got a, a nifty accessory. But in terms of the actual figure, um, so we've got the Black Panther buck, but there are actually quite a, a few new pieces they've added on, which I thought was quite interesting. Um, first and foremost is obviously a new head sculpt because um, in the Marvel Now version he has dreadlocks. Um, so they've been captured here. He's got a medallion slash, what would you call it, bone necklace thing. I don't know. Help me out here. My, necklace, my knowledge of yeah, voodoo is, I guess is I'd say it's just I'd call it a necklace. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then he has another one, a, a sort of a belt of skulls hanging off his waist. Um, I think, I don't know about you, Scott, but for me this is probably the weakest figure in the box uh, in terms of paint. Yeah, my, mine's not too bad, actually. Um, the, the 
there's a lot happening mm-hmm. um that and so i think one thing with the um markings the white markings on his torso and leg is that i think they're meant to look like you know kind of war paint ah like painted on his fingers in the white yeah paint yeah because so, otherwise okay. otherwise they're really bad but i i feel like it's actually deliberate um ah. yeah there you go hasbro scott's just justified your shit paint apps uh well that's just my interpretation of it <laughs> um is that it's meant to look like you know because you know i think there's a lot of detail in this figure. Like there's so much there is. sculpting. There is. There's, um, I had a bit of trouble getting this guy all together because he's got his, uh, his cape has a hood, um, but they've done it in two pieces. So the hood is um, attached around his neck with the, the necklace, etc. But then the under, um piece of the cape is a separate piece that clicks into his back but mm-hmm. i mine took a lot of fiddling around to actually yeah. get in securely i don't know about yours yeah look i guess one thing to mention we, we didn't mention before when we were talking about that lovely sort of faux red velvet tray um holding all the figures in really snugly um is it can actually make for for quite a pain in the butt to actually get these figures out you, you huh. feel like most of them you kind of have to grab an arm and, and, and yank pretty hard. And I think you'd have to be very careful that you didn't um, kind of, you know, trash the, the tray getting it out and, and mm. sort of flex a, flex a bubble. Is that, is that something we can add to the lexicon? Flex a bubble? Flex a bubble, um, yeah. <coughs> yeah, and, and, and damage the tray irreparably. I think, too, you've got to be careful flexing the tray because um, some of that red comes off. I know a few people have actually reported red marks on, on their figures um, just by, you know, paint rub type, type action. So yeah, look, this is a voodoo is quite a, a detailed figure. He, um, even though he uses the Black Panther buck, there's a few, um, extra pieces. We didn't mention the, um, the bracelets that he's got around his wrist, mm. uh, which is pretty cool. And one thing I actually noticed, which I thought was kind of fun was the, um, at first I was kind of peeved that his right hand, which is the one you'd probably use to hold the staff, is a, a gun hand. So it's, it's obviously taken from someone else that, you know, he's got the, the, the index finger slightly out from the other fingers. So he's normally probably holding a gun. But what they have actually done is the, um, the articulation in the wrist is vertical rather than horizontal. And that way you can actually extend his arm out and then he can um, hold his, his staff and lift it up and down vertically, which is um, something you don't quite, you don't sort of see normally. Normally the articulation is kind of through the palm. Um, so yeah, yeah, I think that that's an interesting choice. Yeah. So quite nice. I love it. I, yeah. You know, I, I, there's just so much detail. You know, he's got the, 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 the sash thing happening, the cape, the dreadlocks, you know, and the he's got that the skulls around his waist as well. Yeah, um, yeah. There's a, that that would have been a lot of tooling. Um, yeah, to yeah. He does give you the impression that he's the figure that has had the most tooling. Yeah. So just by the the amount of detail, so that that's kind of cool. It's not nice to see. Um. All right. So <clears throat> let's move on to the bottom of the uh, the tray now, and uh, my favourite figure in the set, and the one that um caused me to pull the trigger on this, and that is Hela. Yes. Hela, Hela. Um, Hela is someone who is long overdue. She uh, She's certainly not one of these kind of um, 
you know, villains that's appeared two or three times. She has been around a long, 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 long time and, and appears quite regularly in, um, in the various kind of Thor comics. Um, she is based on the Red She-Hulk buck, um, which we were wondering, like when the Red She-Hulk figure came out, we naturally assumed that we would probably get a, um, a Thundra and uh, maybe a new She-Hulk and probably Titania. Um, didn't even occur to me that they could use that to do Hela because um, she's actually someone who's quite tall. Mm. Uh, I, I don't – oh, geez, you'll have to forgive me here, but I, I don't know how tall she's actually billed. What? Yeah, I know. Man. But I do know she's huh? big. She, she is big, so wow. – um, um, this is a stunning figure. They've used yeah. this buck very, very well. Um, hard to say what color the plastic was that, that she was cast in, but the non-highlighted green, um, so she's got a two-tone sort of color scheme here, a light green, dark green. The dark green, uh, is a very sort of pearlescent, uh, paint. It's got that sort of, um, pearl metallic feel to it. And, uh, to great effect, it really does work quite well. Um, I think anyway. Yeah. And, uh, a little bit of assembly required with Hella. Her antlers, um, you know, she's got multiple, a, a really a, a rather impractical and unwieldy headdress, mm. if we're going to be honest here. Um, yeah. And uh, the Queen of but, the Dead could get away with. Well, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. But, you know, she's not going to be um, running through very narrow doorways anytime soon. <laughs> that's yeah, right. That, 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 that's for sure. Like, it's not, it's not built for people that live in cramped quarters. Um, no. The rear antlers are separate pieces that have to be inserted into the back of her head. Yes. Um, and, yes. Uh, but, but first of all, have to be pried out of the, um, red velvet trap <laughs> that they're right. stuck in. Yeah. Yes. And one thing you notice about this figure quite quickly is she has a cloth cape. Yeah. So that's, that's an interesting choice. And I had to think about it and I am pretty certain the reason they've gone with a cloth cape is there just isn't an existing Marvel Legends cape that would fit this figure. Hmm. So if you think about it, all the, the really effective capes that, that come with people like um, the Scarlet Witch uh, are going to be too short. Too short, yeah. Look, I actually really like it. I think that there's enough happening um, and it makes her much more opposable mm. um, than she would be if she had a plastic cape. Um, she's you know really easy to stand. She's not wobbly. Um, and she's more opposable than she would be if she had that kind of weight hanging off the back. True. And um, yep. what they've done as well, because of the cloth cape that I really like, is that her um, shoulder... <laughs> Antlers. <laughs> I don't know what they Pol- are. Pauldrons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, are just a separate piece that's, you know, obviously popped on the neck before the head's put on. So there's a bit of flexibility there as well. And uh, I love it. Yes. Love it. Uh, Arnold it- has passed along that she is 6'6. Six, six. Okay. There you go. Same height as Thor. So that works quite well. Thank yeah. you, Arnold. Thank you, Arnold. Yep. Um, Every figure in this set comes with an accessory and Hela comes with a sword. And if you're wondering where you've seen that sword before, it is a mega, mega throwback to the Black Knight figure. Oh, my. Really? They have recast the Black Knight's sword in uh, green because, you know, steel's obviously not good enough for Hela. She needs a green-bladed sword for some reason. So um, Beautiful. Just um, beautiful. Yeah. And I, when I, sorry, when I was photographing this, uh, these today, I had this and I just thought, I cannot believe 
that I have, am holding a Hella action figure in my hand. <laughs> Absolutely. Like this is this is the real like wow, yep. you know, thing for me that keeps me excited about collecting. Yes. Because it's that stuff that you think, wow. Like rather than you know, I'll put up with a lot more spider variants and whatever to get these. Yes. It's just awesome. Yeah, absolutely. That um, two-tone green colour scheme we mentioned before, um, the, the light green is really quite a complex pattern. Yeah. Um, and, and that is the exact reason that I haven't attempted to do my own custom of this character because I'm way too lazy um, to try and do this much <laughs> detail. And, it, it, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, that those green highlights are all applied by hand. Like, they, they aren't just transfers. Yeah. You know. Uh, it, it, they're beautifully done. Mm, absolutely. So, yeah. So, yeah, definitely my favourite in a set, but, um, you know, I better uh, talk about the others before I, you know, spend too much time on her. Yeah. Um, we might skip along to Magic, um, Ileana Rasputin in her um, bondage gear. Um, she's a tiny figure, tiny, yeah. tiny, tiny girl. Um, yeah. I don't know what age she's meant to be represented in in the comics now i I thought she'd probably be sort of late teens early 20s by now but Mm. um she is making reuse of the the spider girl buck that we've seen recently in the first spider-man line and um what she has is a new torso um for that particular buck because she's kind of got a um um leather you know, halter top going on. Yeah. Um, her left arm is new as well. It's been uh, produced just for this set because it's kind of armoured up with lots of groovy spikes and stuff on it. And she also has a, a leather belt that has probably come from someone that I can't identify. Uh, and an all, all new head sculpt. Yeah. Which is cool. Um, in, in terms of, I guess, the head sculpt, I think this is probably the worst of the bunch. Um, she's just, they've done her with, um, pupilless eyes. So she's just got these kind of wide eyes with some black highlights. And I don't know, the, the, the facial sculpt is just a bit blank. Um, there's not a, a lot happening here. Um, probably because they're hoping to reuse it sometime down the track. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think this is the weakest figure in the set, uh, for me personally. Um, nice to have her. Great to, to put her in with her brother and, and Cannonball. Um, even though they've never worn those costumes together. Um, she comes with her soul sword, um, which is, uh, from what I can tell, new for this set. Um, that's that great honking sword that um, Chris Pacello made um, popular. Um, and for some really odd reason, she comes with a secondary sword, which is a, a really sort of thin, straight-edged sword that doesn't kind of fit in with anything else. And I'm yeah. absolutely baffled as to why she got the second sword, unless I've just missed an issue. Yeah, I don't know. Um, um, I would, I I would have liked this on a slightly larger um, buck. Like I, you know, I don't think that it, it's a bit peculiar, particularly when you put her. You know, well, I suppose when you put her next to Hella, etc. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I, I agree with you. It's great to have, um, and it's not like they haven't that done any work on this they've done a lot for it but there's it's not um they haven't nailed it yeah um but partly i think that's because i don't have a real i don't have any attachment to this particular look for yeah. her so it, but again from a universe building perspective awesome to have yeah. um and i expect to see 
uh, people putting that head sculpt to good use to customize other versions of her. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if they can get their hands on this, obviously. Um, yeah. But yeah, the the um the the metal arm is really nicely done. It is. Yeah. Um, yeah. My yeah. right arm her, on mine, I can't, will not actually bend at the elbow. Um, like I've, oh, I, I'm not, yeah. I'm too scared to force it because it feels like I could break. Yeah, yeah, maybe the the old hot water trick. Yeah. Mm. Oh, look, now that I'm, now that you've kind of mentioned the, you know, the scale comparison with Hella, it's probably not a bad idea that we get her on a on a buck like this. Um, because I, I certainly know that um, um, Medusa from last year's set just towers over everybody. I look at her on my shelf and, you know, she's taller than Captain America. And uh, so I, I think some of the female bucks that we're currently getting are actually quite large. So hmm. uh, I also hope that they promote the use of this buck and we get some of those kind of teenage characters that, that are long overdue, um, you know, the getting around Xavier's school and also I guess the – the, the Young Avengers slash um, Avengers Academy type sure. characters. Yeah, so if they stick with this kind of scale for similar characters, then it's fine. Um, mm. Otherwise, she's going to end up looking really shrimpy. Yeah. All right, that brings us to the the last and uh, certainly not least, uh, and that is the Dread Dormammu. Um, this one... I this one took me a second. I, I was kind of staring at him, and he's a, a huge, huge figure. He's really quite big, um, and I'm sort of looking at him and going, "Oh, is is that sort of one of the wrecking crew?" But it, it took me a little while to to clue in, and I, I, I look like a bit of a, a bit of a knob standing in my um, my comic room at my Marvel Legends, and I'm standing there with Dormammu in my hand, and it finally occurred to me that um, this is actually the Terax buck. Yeah. So, and if memory serves me correctly, I actually don't think they have reused the Terax buck since Terax. So <laughs> they're kind of getting their, their money back now on that, on that buck. Um, he, Terax was a, a builder figure. So I guess you could genuinely say that this is the builder figure uh, of the set. Um, I haven't attempted to pull Dormammu apart uh, no, to, to see if he can be reassembled uh, as easy as a builder figure. Um, but look, there is some uh, heavy modification to that Terax buck. Um, the the lower legs from the knee down have been um, remodeled to to have him wearing some big chunky sort of armor boots. Um, he's got uh, an enormous cape um, that that hangs off him, as well as sort of chest pauldrons. Um, he's got a um, yeah, I don't know, is it a tabard that sort of hangs down from his his belt, uh, et cetera. So there really are a lot of add-ons here. And we also get um, some pretty nifty hands that are sort of partially translucent um, purple as mm. well. Uh, definitely the standout for me with this figure is the head sculpt. Um, yeah, pre- beautiful. Pre- pretty darn amazing. Look, they've captured that that sort of flaming head that, that we remember. It doesn't quite have the, you know, the, the lines in it that they used to draw back in the day. Um, it's not the classic Dormammu. If you can get past that, this is a pretty intense and amazing figure, I think. Yeah, what I love with the head sculpt is that they've used, you know, they've cast it in a, a translucent orange, then part of the, the face is painted on, but the mouth, you know, you can see through mm-hmm. to the back, so they, they've used that really well. Yeah. Um, mine has a small, a slight issue in that the... Uh, chest joint is really loose. 
Oh, okay. Mine, mine is definitely loose. Yeah, like um, if you if you sh- if you held him at his waist and shook him, as I'm doing right now, yeah. he's doing like the full rock and roll thing. So don't do that. Um, but it just means then that he is a little bit fiddly to pose because mm-hmm. um, it's just not it's not tight enough there. I seem to remember that my terax is pretty loose because the um, the part that that comes down off his chest sort of harness and goes into his belt doesn't quite fit properly. So I remember mine was was quite sort of loose there. Mine's also got a fairly loose head, I have to say, too. It moves very, very, very easily. The Dormammu? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Mine, look, my, the head's not so bad on mine. The head on my um, Astral Strange is really loose. Mm-hmm. Um, there you go. All right, okay. Look, there's some uh, an awful lot of detail in this figure. We've got some, you know, rubber spikes sticking out as well. Um, what you don't see, and, and it's quite an interesting choice by Hasbro to do, is if you look at the back of his cape, there's actually quite a lot of detailing in that, um, which is quite sort of interesting because, you know, you're not going to see it, so why would you bother? But they've obviously chosen to, to do that um, at some expense. Um, there's sort of some runes and, and things carved in there, which looks quite good. Um, probably the weakest part of this figure is um, the paint apps. Um, they've cast the figure in, in sort of a, a purple colour and the um, that extra paint app on, on his, um, his abdomen, I guess, is done in red uh, and they've actually painted the red over purple and if you've uh, ever customised a figure, you just know right off the bat that that's just something that's not going to work very well. Um, I don't think it's worked particularly well because the, the purple just comes through too easily. Yes, yeah. Um, they've done that on his tablet as well that hangs down. Um, again, that's a, a flexible rubber that's been... Um, been cast in in purple and they've painted it red and again it hasn't you know worked particularly well um it certainly looks weathered uh and whether that's the the effect they were going for but to me it just looks like a a fairly sort of hack job uh in terms of paint but the thing is the the figure is so imposing and impressive that you you know you can look past that pretty easily um what is interesting is this guy comes with a couple of um, accessories and um, basically they've made very good use of um, the Ghost Rider yeah. um, head from, I think it was the return of Marvel Legends, the, the actual Terax wave itself. Um, and they've done that in a, a sort of um, the skulls cast in purple and the, the flames coming off are done in a, a sort of a pink-violet colour. Um, and I guess these are some sort of, um, you know, some sort of uh, demon thing that he's summoning and you can actually pose him with his palms up because um, his hands are they're, they're claws that are either being used with toxin or venom or someone in the past um, and you can sort of sit those skulls on his hands and, and have him looking menacing I guess Indeed, love so, it. So, uh, very impressive. Um, last but um, we didn't mention is you also get a replica of the Eye of Agamotto. So, that is the thing that holds Doctor Strange's cape together um, and you see it around his neck slash chest and that's been cast in just a, um, a simple gold-coloured plastic and I guess, you know, anyone who wants to cosplay as Doctor Strange, well, that'll save you the hassle of making it yourself. <laughs> so... So that rounds everybody out. Um, amazing stuff. Really impressed. Um, exceeded my expectations, I have to say. Oh, absolutely. I, I'm blown away. Like, this is – as soon as I saw this um, announced, I I knew I was going for it. Um, I learned my lesson with the Thunderbolt set because I still don't own that and probably never no, will. Neither do I. Um, you know, it's that kind of thing that every once in a while I have a look on eBay and then just go, huh. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, so, but but whereas the Thanos set I thought was a great set, um, you know that this is just a whole nother level in terms of not just the you know the packaging is amazing, but there's no figure here that is phoned in. Um, no. That they all have had a lot of thought put in the the every figure has accessories. Yeah. Um, it's it's amazing. You know, I, I I look at this set and I can't help but feel saddened by the fact that Hasbro can produce yeah. stuff like this. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, Hasbro can produce the the three pack. You know, with the White Vision who hasn't been seen for twenty five years. Yeah. Um, they can produce the Radioactive Man three pack. It, it it does my head in that Mattel have just dropped the ball so badly. You know, here we are holding this this beautiful box set with Brother Voodoo, you know, who's probably, I'm sure there are parents groups out there having conniptions that, you know, associating a character with a black magic or something like that. But Well, I, just, I don't think it's uh, – uh-huh. I, I think – sorry, I, I think that um, this was a great way to get these characters out because obviously yeah. these would not have flown at retail. <laughs> that's right. Well, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Um, and also just because they're, they're just that lack of identification. I mean, yeah. the, you know, these are, are C-list characters. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just, I, I'm astonished. I just cannot understand that Mattel have not been able to, to stay in the game and produce something, you know, even remotely on par yeah. with this yes. kind of stuff. So, I mean, if this is the sort of thing we're going to get from Hasbro every year, it's just going to make me that little bit sadder that we we didn't get those extra Legionnaires or, you know, we didn't finish off the JSA with a a, a JSA box set or something like that. Yep. Um, Yeah, mind-boggling. So, look, um, you know, if uh, this is the Toy of the Week segment, if we had to give this a Dolly rating, I just don't think like other than a price, the, the fact that it was so expensive... Um, you know, and, and it's hard to get for those people who weren't at San Diego. That's really the only downside to it. So, you know, otherwise it's, it's a 10, ten out of 10. For 10, me. 10, 10. Absolutely. Yes. Any Love thoughts, it. John? It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I don't really have an, the only character I've really read a lot of was probably Magic. Um, and that was in her early days. So, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I don't really have a, 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 a particular attachment to any of the other characters but i mean it looks cool it's one of the nicer pieces i've seen out there and this this is what an exclusive should be absolutely Uh, unlike the uh the stormtrooper one they did that everybody's (laughs) clamoring for this is just way better done yeah yeah absolutely all right outstanding Well, that wraps up the Toy of the Week, and when we come back, we'll be talking about the new items that we've added to our collection this week. Evil Doc Terror and Hacker battle Centurions Max Ray and Ace McCloud. The Centurions call for more powerful weapons. Energize. Max gets Tidal Blast. Ace gets Orbital Interceptor. They strike back with added firepower. Max by sea. Ace by air. Centurions! Power Extreme! Man Machine! Figures as shown, other toys sold separately, new from Kenner. We're all here because we collect, and Feeding the Addiction is where we take the time to check in with each other and discuss any new acquisitions or pre-orders that we've made. And, John, you've been quiet. What have you been up to? Um, One of my Walmarts that I've been stopping at, they had put some of their 
Yeah, they're doing toy clearances right now, which is always one of my favorite times of year because <laughs> I can kind of go back and buy stuff that you know I thought was just a little outside of what I was willing to pay for it. And I picked up a uh, Mega Bloks Assassin's Creed Da Vinci glider. So because I'm talking little. It's a little tiny um, Da Vinci glider, but it comes with a Mega Bloks uh, Ezio. So oh, okay, oh, nice. And you know something cool is they actually have a hairpiece for him, and it swaps out with his hood. Which was kind of a neat little uh, neat yeah. little detail. So, um, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Have you picked up any? Is um, well, is there much of a line for Assassin's Creed Mega Bloks? Like, is this a one-off or is it a series? No, they they've done a couple. Um, I'm trying to remember what all sets they've done, but they are all like little army builder packs and stuff. And and this was the only one I was really kind of interested in. Mm. Um, there's another one that has some soldiers and Ezio, but. Um, they're all just kind of like pe- they're not like play sets. They're more like pieces yeah. of you know wall or something. So yeah, they, yeah. they weren't really my thing. And, and some of them are from later games that I haven't played yet, so I don't have a um, attachment to them to enough to get to you know pick them up. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Very good. All right, uh, Mr. Scotty. I um, got yesterday a big box from Big Bad Toy Store that had the Marvel Legends Hulkbuster and Rhino Waves in them. Nice. Yay! Marvel Legends Heaven. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a great time to be a Marvel Legends collector. Yeah. That's for sure. It's, um, there's just so much good stuff happening. So I'm looking forward to, you know, not, not every um, figure in those ways are one that ones that I will keep. Um, but certainly the majority, um, there and the builder figures are things I'm really interested in and I'll look mm. forward to chatting mm. about them, uh, at another time. Cool. I also, uh, we, we happened on a pop vinyl, uh, deal at our local zing, um, which is the new pop culture, um, shop, taking Australia by storm. Mm-hmm. Um, there's quite a few around now. It's you know, part of EV games. And um, they had, I think, five for a certain price. And so my eldest got Rocket and Groot. Um, my youngest got, uh, from inside out, she got, what's the word, disgust. And oh, then okay. um, what's the elephant Bing bong? Yeah, bing, bing bong. Yeah, bing bong. Yeah. And um, I got sadness. Aww. Yeah. Because she's Aww. the when, hero. When I read that, because I was reading it ahead of time, I was looking and I said, pop vinyl sadness. I was like, oh, he must have got one and it just wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> I did exactly the same thing. I, I concur. I thought, oh, no. Oh, good. Something happened. He's bought a pop vinyl and he's <laughs> and got it, it home depressing. and it's been empty. Or- <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I am perfectly satisfied with my pop vinyl sadness. Um, <laughs> yes. But you know what I'm not satisfied with? His sadness oh. makes him happy. I mentioned <laughs> I mentioned a while ago that I was trying out a new service that Australia Post had has called Shopmate, yeah. um, which is a where you can have a U.S. address so you can get things uh, shipped within the U.S. and then shipped to Australia. Oh. 
Yeah. I thought that was a mail order bride service. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Um, no, that would be a mail order platonic friend service things that shop mate, not shop spouse or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if you were thinking of doing that, don't, it is so expensive. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I've got an Amazon prime account, um, using my parents address like, and, um, but then looks, so I used, just moved it to this one. I don't use it very often. Um, there are a few, occasionally, um, good prices on like Bishojo's or things on Amazon that from companies that were won't ship to Australia. And so I thought I'd have a go. Thankfully, I didn't spend, you know, too much, but wow. Mm-hmm. Like the, 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 what I bought ended up being way more expensive than what I would have paid if I, you know, bought it from Big Bad Toy Store and had it shipped here. So, um, yeah, I know. I'm not quite sure mm. what the point of the service is if then mm. they're obviously really trying to make a profit on sending it to you. Yeah. So I, I think. You know, for things that um, you can't get shipped to Australia, so like you yeah. have to have a U.S. address, um, if you are really desperate for something, um, and, but obviously just prepared to pay more to get it, it's not a, hey, I'm going to save money by doing this thing. So yeah. seeing as I mentioned it a while ago that I was trying it, I just thought I would mention to people that, um, yeah. Yeah, what a shame. I mean, I've, I've come close to looking into these... Um on a number of occasions in particular chasing a couple of statues where, you know, you find the statues in the right condition, um, you know, the price is right and the person just simply refuses to ship outside of the, you know, the continental, you know, US and you, you, you tell them that you'll pay for insurance, do all that sort of stuff and they're just not interested with the hassle of shipping uh, international and... Um, yeah, I think this is probably the only time you'd use something like that. But then again, you know, if the, the item is the right price, but then it ends up costing you double in postage. Yeah. I'm not sure double, but definitely it was a lot more than I was expecting. So, mm. um, well, you guys just need to remember because of the AFB forum, that's AFBforum.com. <laughs> you have plenty of friends in the States that would be willing to oh, let you use their address. And, a- absolutely. You know. And, you know, that it's, that is great. And I've certainly taken advantage of that, but it's nice to, you know, it's nice to feel like, oh, I could sort this out myself and not have to bother anybody. And yeah. I thought I'd have a go. But I mean, the one pro of it is it doesn't cost anything to set it up. So, yeah, yeah. and, or to maintain it. So you can set it up, have it there. Same with, um, the parcel locker system that we, look Australia Post has set up these um parcel locker bays all around the place. Um, you know, kind of they're near petrol stations or that sort of thing. And so you can have your own parcel lock parcel locker address to have parcels sent to, which means that you can then pick them up twenty four seven. When they arrive you get a text with the code to open up your locker. Mm-hmm. Um and and that is a free service. So I think you know, Australia Post is definitely um, doing some good things, yeah, uh, but obviously yeah. there is a cost uh, for them to run that service, and so you're, you're paying for that that cost in in terms of shopmates. So yeah. just to you know, buyer beware, just to let people know. Yeah, true. All right, 
Well, as for me, I picked up the uh, the previously mentioned Eye of, oh, sorry, Book of Vishanti uh, <laughs> box set. Um, I also picked up one of those Marvel Legends three packs, the Target exclusive Hulk Vision Ultron, mm-hmm. which we'll probably talk about at some point. And uh, of course, I got my Batgirl premium format statue, mm-hmm. which we're going to talk about shortly. Hurrah! So yeah, that was a pretty good week, guys. It was a very good week. Mm. Mm, not mm. bad at all. Even though I got sadness. That's right. Pop vinyl sadness. I was happy with my sadness. <laughs> it's better than pop vinyl herpes. <laughs> yeah, that's the I've, sequel. I haven't seen that movie. Yeah, no, that, that's the sequel. <laughs> mm, yeah. Very good. Inside Out, the uh, um, wild teenage years. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, if no one has any other items to report. Well, now I want a pop vinyl, like, raging hormone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I said, just wait for in- in- Inside Out 2. If no if, one has, if, if you really follow through the theme of that movie, those guys are in for some ugly times. Yes, they are. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, watch out the the ones that the teenage boy ones. Wow, mm. like oh god, he's at it again. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right, you guys are killing me. <laughs> if there's nothing else to report, we're going to come back with our discussion topic of the week. The signal goes out. The ferocious feline is on the prowl. But Bruce Wayne's custom coupe is loaded with surprises. Batman returns. What was that? It's Batman. But Batman's unstoppable. No, I'm not. Batman strikes back. Batman returns. Bruce Wayne figure included with custom coupe. Other figures sold separately. Well, Sideshow Collectibles continues to churn out statues in their DC premium format statue line, and Scott and I have been pretty devoted uh, to this line from day dot, except I still don't own the Joker, but (laughs) that's um, a story for another day. Mm -hmm. Um, And Batgirl is the latest entry into this, um, this series, and she was solicited back, wow, it was probably just after San Diego, was it, last year? Uh, Trying to I remember. Think you might be right. Yeah, mm. certainly a while ago. That was certainly when she was first debuted uh, at the San Diego Comic Con. We saw um, the prototype figure displayed there. Um, I don't know about you, Scott, but there wasn't any hesitation for me. Oh no. Um, I, I certainly took to the the sculpt straight away. Yep. Um, no surprises there because it is sculpted by Mark Newman, um, and uh, as far as I'm concerned. Um, Mark is kind of the, you know, best of the best. Yeah. So, um, hey, yeah. I mean, very, very first guest on the AFB podcast. He was. Yeah. He was. And hmm. given that he's done so much since, I, I probably wouldn't mind revisiting. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. Need to check in on him for sure. Yeah. So, um, as far as I'm concerned, if if Mark was to sculpt every DC premium format statue, uh, especially the ladies, um, I would have no arguments. In fact, if they announce Black Canary and Mark isn't sculpting, then there will be, um, well, <laughs> I'll be hurling cactuses. You, you don't so. want the um, person that did the Supergirl head to do all of them from now on? Oh, for the love of, no. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. There was no hesitation <clears throat> from me on this. I, I'm a big Babs fan, and uh, this is, um, as soon as I saw it, I loved it. Loved it. 
It's definitely a win. This is um, beautiful. Now, this is Batgirl. Um, look, you know, Batgirl's had a fairly constant costume for a, a long, long time in DC Comics um, with sort of slight colour changes. One thing I noticed with this straight away is that instead of that traditional um, blue and grey, you know, the, the striking sort of blue and grey with the yellow boots type thing, um, this is... Uh, I guess they've taken a bit of license and it's a bit darker. So she's got very, very dark grey, almost charcoal in terms of the bodysuit. Um, the yellow gloves and boots have been replaced with some gold. But um, that that was about the only thing that I, I noticed right off the bat, but it didn't stop me from pre-ordering. No. So. I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised uh, to see a variant of this down the line. Mm, mm, um, absolutely. With the more traditional colors, etc. But <clears throat> that's that's fine. Yeah. All right. Well, let's start at the beginning, like we normally do. We'll do a breakdown, starting with the uh, the packaging. Um, the first thing I noticed about the the box is that it's tiny. Yeah. Um, very welcome as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Uh, I'm used to getting some very big boxes from Sideshow. Um, my statue actually arrived the same day as my uh, Conan, Rage of the Undying, and <clears throat> it was actually hilarious because the Conan box is three times the size of the Batgirl box. Wow. Um, that's just how big the Conan box is. <laughs> uh, so I had sort of the, the FedEx man turn up with this giant box and then he handed me this little box and I, I thought, oh, and it really is one of the smallest premium format box, uh, boxes that I own. So hmm. that's quite interesting. So <clears throat> anyway, um, brown shipper box, uh, open it up and we get the art box. Um, quite a nice art box. Uh, I, I commented with my Lobo premium format review that, um, the Lobo box was quite boring. It just had sort of uh, the Lobo logo on it. Um, and this is a, a proper art box. This actually features artwork from, um, Stanley Lau. Mm. So that was nice to see. So you kind of have uh, a nice big image of the control art that was used for the statue, which was a bit of a refreshing change. Um, some nice vivid colors with the yellow. Um, and, uh, I had one extra sort of, uh, addition to my box and that was that, um, between the depot and my house, the, um, the FedEx truck broke down and, um, the driver used my box to, um, chock the wheels while he, uh, <laughs> <coughs> changed the flat tire. Yeah. I hate uh, it when that happens. Yeah. I, I had a, a moment of panic when I discovered a huge hole in the side of my, um, brown shipper box that was actually significant enough that I actually couldn't get the art box out because the the Ooh. puncture had gone right through the art box. So I had to sort of pull the, the brown flap out before I could get the art box out. Um, the hole went right through the art box into the styrofoam um, so Ugh. that the styrofoam was damaged. And um, I also, as I was getting the box out, I could hear rattling. And as it turned out, it was her batarang um, oh, no. just bouncing around inside the box. Um, very fortunate that neither her hand nor the batarang was damaged. And there's actually a, um, there's kind of a, a peg that, that you can't really see on the batarang and, uh, yeah, quick dab of glue. And I glued that back in and it's, oh, my um, gosh. just fine. And you'd never know the difference, but, <laughs> um, there was a, a panic attack most certainly. And I, I was a bit disappointed, but, um, yeah, I've decided I'll just, you know, let it be. Deal. Yeah, I've had that happen once before back when I was collecting the Marvel ones with one of my boxes where it's not unusual to 
um, have a little ding in the the shipper, um, but I have had one where it was went right through into the art box, and that was pretty yeah. sad. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. All right. So let's get that that art box open. We get the typical split styrofoam tray. Um, lifts off quite nicely. Um, the uh, the the torso uh, is all one piece. The only um, including- oh, oh, sorry, back up. Oh, um, you want to do the, the the secret compartment first? Secret compartment. Okay, yes. I'll let you, I'll let you talk about the secret compartment. Oh no, thank you. that's fine. <laughs> Just um, because I actually I posted my photo album and a couple of different pages that I'm on, and uh, the a statue collecting page where someone said that um that one of their friends thought that there's actually didn't come with the cape and that they were now going to go and message and tell them, look in the secret compartment. Because so, <laughs> this is a fabric cape. It's not a sculpted cape. And so yes. it is uh, neatly folded and wrapped in the little, um, not terribly hidden um, <laughs> compartment in the top. But if you're still hunting for your Batgirl cape, why don't you look there? Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. carry on. <laughs> no, no, no. There, there is a, a small styrene um, flap that, that you have to sort of carefully cut out. Um, well, yes. you have to cut the, the, the tape on it and then it lifts off to reveal a, a flattened cape in a plastic bag. Uh, definitely one of those things that I dread the idea of putting back one day. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> getting it back into to fit in that shape would be a nightmare. So um, you take that out. That's uh, where the mixed media comes in for this statue because it is kind of this faux leather kind of thing with some wire in it. Um, so you put that aside, pop open the styrofoam tray, styrofoam tray and uh, the body is all one piece. The Batarang, for, for most other people, is already in her hand. Um, so really the, the only extras here are the heads. Um, and if you have the exclusive version, you have uh, a second head to choose from. All right. So um, I guess let's start with the base. Um, you know, a, a nice enough base. Um, it's quite ornate without being over the top. Hmm. Um, fits in with that sort of whole Gotham type feel. Um, it's, uh, it's got some nice kind of subtly done, you know, architectury gargoyly bits on the side. Um, it, it's certainly, it, it's not very wide, but it's certainly quite tall compared to, say, um, you know, the Gotham City sirens, um, like Harley Quinn and, uh, and poison ivy. So one thing I noticed straight away is that she's actually quite tall mm. once you get her on that base. Um, but it's certainly a nice base. Uh, the exclusive is a limited edition of fifteen hundred. Yeah, I, I think mine's about nine seventy two or something. So nothing exciting there. No, mine's eleven something. So um, I've broken my run. The last couple <coughs> I had five yeah, right. and then four. So <laughs> I was expecting three, but it didn't happen. Yeah. So we take Batgirl out and we have a convenient foot peg to place in the base. And, hey, this is me, so you'll never guess what. No. no go on, go on, guess. No, <gasps> Did, no, you, you're going to be surprised. It didn't fit. It didn't fit. You're kidding. I was waiting I, for this. <clears throat> I, I'm not serious? kidding. <clears throat> My foot peg went in about halfway and then stopped. Hmm. So once again, I had to take my hobby files and sandpaper uh, to another sideshow statue in order to make it actually fit, um, yeah. which is just completely astonishing that somebody puts a base in a box, somebody puts a torso or the body in a box, but at no point does anyone go, I might just check if they fit. Yep. 
I actually was thinking about that this week because I saw on the XM Studios um, Facebook page they've got their Phoenix statue about to come out and they had them all set up um, ready to be boxed. And I was like, oh, that's a novel idea, actually (laughs) putting all the pieces together and making sure that they fit before you send them to someone. Um, Because that clearly does not Uh, happen at Sideshow. No, no. This is just happening far too often um, for me, and it's it's an absolute pain. At least it happens to you and not me, because I would just be crying. I don't have the practical skills to be able to fix things like that. Well, I mean, you know, it's even happened to the point where I've had to take the Dremel um, to, to things, so... So anyway, um, I I don't know whether it's paint getting in there or what the go is, but basically I, I used a round file to sort of clean out the hole um, and uh, took some sandpaper to the peg to sort of smooth it out a bit um, and I managed to get it to fit fine. So hmm. um, so anyway, um, you get uh, the rest of Batgirl into the, the base and then comes a, an interesting situation where you need to... You need to attach her cape before you can attach the head. And mm. I don't know about you, but I actually found this way too fiddly and I am still not quite comfortable with how it came together. Oh, I'm glad. Like, at least it wasn't just you because I was actually just waiting for the head to topple off. Yes. It, I mean, like, there's, so there's a magnetic attachment um, and I there is a video of how to put Batgirl together, right? And so I thought, oh, I better watch the video because obviously if they made a video, it must be complicated. But, (laughs) you know, (laughs) it's really not. Um, I mean, good on them. Yay, instructions. I'm not going to complain about that. But um, when you come to putting the cape on, uh, the cape, for me, I could not get the cape uh, kind of around the net peg with enough clearance for the magnet to just kind of seal a hundred percent. So then I'm standing there. It's one of those like self-fulfilling prophecies, right? I was standing there like giving it little wobbles, trying to see like, is this head secure? (laughs) Which is just like asking for it, isn't it? And it is, but yeah, but I'm with you. It's, it's not, it's not as secure as I would really like it to be. Yeah. So, so when you take the, the mixed media cape, you, it's kind of um, sewn in a way that you've basically got this hole, um, and the hole sits over the the neck hole, and the idea is that the the, the head, in theory, I guess, should sort of um, snap into place with a magnet and then hold the cape in place. But the problem is, mm. because the cape is made from material, it doesn't sit flat, like it doesn't sort of sit smoothly. No, there is and no then, snapping. No, and, and, <laughs> and then the magnet is obviously not strong enough, and so you kind of pop this head on, and there's no sort of... You know, I've had sideshow statues in the past that, you know, as you're taking the arm or, or the head towards the hole, it suddenly flies out of your hand and 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 sort of connects. Um, yeah. And this is actually so pathetic that, you know, you were convinced that the head was going to fall off at, at any moment. Um, it really was quite, um, I don't know, I, I just started to get a bit stressed that, you know, and, and the thing is if she didn't have these pointy ears coming off the top of her head, um, I'd probably be a lot more comfortable, you know, in that she might take a fall. Hmm. So that was a bit disappointing. Um, I think that Sideshow could have tried a bit better in, in that department. But um, so, look, you, you choose the head, uh, the portrait of your choice. You, If you have the exclusive version, you get the second portrait, which has the classic hairstyle. So um, the modern hairstyle has sort of the, the flowing locks as opposed to the... Um, 
I don't know, the, the, the poofy hair of um, yep. yesteryear. Yes. Um, pretty easy choice for me. I went with the modern hairstyle. Me too, yep. Um, and then she's done. That's it. That's there's, it. There's not a lot to it. Oh, no, wait. You have to pose the cape. <laughs> so mixed media means we have this material cape with faux leather on sort of one side and this kind of, um, you know, shiny, whatever you want to call it, on the inside. Uh, material's not my thing. Um, there is wire in the cape, so along the edges uh, they have actually managed to sew wire in and you get to pose the cape however you like. Ha, 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 ha. So, uh, you know, I immediately look at the images online and go, oh, okay, that's how the cape is meant to go. I'll just mimic that. And um, I, I don't know about you, but I didn't even get close. Uh, it took me ages to get something that I felt happy with because, um, like, I had actually done a whole bunch of photos before I really looked at it and was like, you know what, that looks like crap. Like, um, And th- there's something about the... Uh, I mean, I've had this experience before with these, you know, wires, etc. That that there's something about the angle of it in the photo that looks so nice that I just can't, I cannot accomplish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the more I try, the more kind of bent and twisted it gets, and so I've just decided to leave it and be happy with it. I'm almost convinced that there's more wire in the prototype than there was in the finished piece because hmm. um, there's not a lot of wire going on. And, you know, in the, the prototype images, you've got this kind of cape that's sort of sweeping around one side of her as if the wind is coming strongly from one side, um, whereas you look at my back girl and she looks like she's slept in it. Um, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's honestly, it's not very flattering at all. <laughs> So I, I'm happy with I'm happy with where I got in the end. Okay, but I just don't. I don't. No one can ever touch it. Like, yeah. or, or yeah. it'll be. Yes. All right. So by now she's together, and you can stand back and appreciate her. So let's talk about the sculpt a little bit. Um, as we said, sculpted by Mark Newman. So you know you're in for something pretty impressive. Um, fairly kind of demure statue compared to to some of the the females that we've seen. Mm-hmm. That girl's um, standing poised with um, her left hand on her hip, bit of a relaxed stance uh, with the batarang in her hand, as if she's contemplating throwing it or, or challenging someone. Um, and you know, I love it. This, uh, love it. is a, is a great take on the female form. Uh, nothing is exaggerated. No. Um, she's just a very athletic young lady, um, done very, very well by Mr. Newman. Um, great stuff. Very, the bat symbol on her chest is actually raised. Um, it's not just sort of painted on. It is actually part of the sculpt. Mm-hmm. Um, the belt is, uh, is the same. Uh, belts we've had in the past have to actually be added on, but this is all part of the sculpt. Um, same goes for the boots and the gloves. So um, when her uh, the leggings of, of her costume go into the boots, you can actually see that there is actually a raised edge there. Um, so, you know, there is actually a height difference between those. So, yeah, I, I love the sculpt. Um Probably the only thing that looks a bit odd to me is the the production piece that we have compared to the original prototypes. She's just a bit fuller in the face. Um, if you look at that face straight on, you know, she's a, a, a bit fuller in sort of the cheeks um, compared to the original prototype. And we've seen this with a number of figures, um, such as the Wonder Woman statue, where the, the final production piece has a slightly different shaped face. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on there, but hmm. I noticed it. Um, but other than that, I really don't have anything to say about um, the, the sculpt. I'm very happy with Beautiful. it. Beautiful. 
Mm. Um, like beautiful drapery. Um, it's and, and like you said, it's really beautifully proportioned. Um, yep. Nothing's exaggerated. Um, it's uh, what can you say? Mark is so talented. Yeah. Um, yep. And I'm so glad that he did this one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. Well, moving on from there, since um, that was uh, oh, look, yeah, and, and uh, I guess the drapery is something that needs to be mentioned. Mark, it's just amazing. You look at things like uh, the left elbow where the costume creases, and you know he just nails it. Subtleties in the gloves and things like that are, are just spot on. So very impressive. Um, moving on to paint, and the first thing I noticed about this statue was the face, and in particular the eyes. Um, the eyes on this statue are possibly the best I've seen on uh, a premium format statue, at least any of the ones that I own. Yeah, uh, beautiful. Nailed it. Compared to, say, Catwoman, which I, I think struggled, and definitely compared to someone like Rogue, um, mm. complete opposite end of the scale, the, the shading of the makeup around her eyes, the mascara and things like that, they've just completely nailed it, um, done a, an absolutely amazing job, I think. Sideshow have um, undergone a lot of criticism about some of their paint jobs, um, and uh, I think that this one has really translated quite well. Yeah. Look, I mean, so, some of the stuff that, that has come out from them in recent years, and Rogue is a good example, it's just inexcusable for something at this price point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when, when you're paying that <clears throat> much um, to, to get some of the stuff that they, you know, has – come through their quality control. Yeah. Um, and you would hope that it's not just crapshoot of, oh, this was done by a good factory, but that it's actually reflecting their processes. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Absolutely. I think what's also difficult is, you know, you're looking at a prototype that's painted by, you know, Kat Sapin or, or how you would pronounce, sorry if I mispronounced your, your surname, Kat, but, um, you know, she's one of the best in the business and when you're getting someone like her to paint the prototype you know you really have to fear for the poor old Gertie who's at yeah. the other end in the factory trying to to match that that paint mm. job so it's um it's an interesting process between you know a prototype to production piece um but but I was really quite amazed at how well they they managed to pull this off so um, there's not a lot else happening in the paint department. Um, as we said, you've got that sort of dark grey, sort of charcoal-y, even with a hint of blue um, bodysuit going on. Um, the gold is uh, is painted on the chest emblem, the gloves, the boots, um, and the belt. Um, there's actually not a lot of highlights to these. Um, the good thing about this, I guess, is it's something that is fairly straightforward, so there's not a lot of opportunity for slop. Um, if the gold is actually applied quite well to things like the chest logo, then um, you're, you're doing very well. Mine's actually quite good. A um, couple of little points that, you know, I, I'd probably, you know, if it was me, I, I would have been a bit cleaner. Um, but really, you know, I, I can't complain overall. So Yeah, I, I'm happy for the sculpted belt as well. I feel sometimes with the... Um, you know, if they make the belt a separate piece, it's more problematic than mm. than useful, and uh, so I'm happy for the sculpted belt with this. Yeah. And I, and I actually, even even though I, I totally take what you're saying about the wire in the cape, I I'm really happy this isn't a sculpted cape. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because it makes a big difference to just the weight of the piece, and yep. then you know your ability to display it. And when I looked at that and then looked back at Batman, 
um, in particular. I mean, it, that is such an impressive piece, but mm-hmm. um, I'm not, I'm, and I think that it was the right thing to do those amazing sculpted capes for, you know, Batman and Superman as your, um, linchpin pieces but i'm not sad to see that not continuing and i hope just from a you know a display point of view as much as anything um, because if this had been a another big sculpted cape that's the end of my display (laughs) yeah absolutely absolutely look i'm someone who um you know i started to get nervous about uh, a lot of people commenting that their superman premium format statue was leaning um, due to the weight of the cape, hmm. um, so I have invested in one of the, um, the the material capes that are getting around. Yeah, I need um, to do that. There's a, a fellow named Dan uh, Dan who goes by the name Dynamic Menace on Facebook who does them, and um, I picked one up from him, and I swapped mine out last weekend, and I'm actually really happy with it. I think once you get it to sit properly, it looks really really nice. So. Hmm. All right, well, so, you know, in terms of paint, um, not much else happening. Obviously, in the face, there's there's quite a bit, I think, where the mask actually joins the flesh tone. Uh, mine's been done uh, quite well. Um, when you've got sort of a, a dark blue matching up against the flesh tone, there's a, a, a really sort of – there's a, an unfortunate opportunity there for, for one colour to cross over onto the other, but I was actually quite uh, impressed at how well they replied, uh, particularly around the eye parts of the mask. Hmm. So it's nicely yeah, done. Yeah, mine are beautiful. Yeah, and then really the only other sort of paint apps that we see are on the hair and the batarang. The batarang is just done in a straight silver, no extra highlights, and um, the hair has uh, you know a few highlights to it, but there's not a lot going on to the red hair. It's not a vibrant red that um, you're probably used to in the comics. It's almost sort of borderline brunette um, there, and um, really I think the 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 most um, the most interesting highlights on the entire piece are actually on the base. Um, the huh. base has this kind of simulated wood um, feel to it, on particularly where she's standing and also the, the vertical posts. They've kind of given a – it's almost like it's an old, um, I don't know, some sort of old, you know, gothic building really. Uh, and so there's lots of highlights in the, the browns and stuff on there, which I think has worked quite well. It complements the, the actual statue quite nicely. Yeah. Um, one thing that I love about this too, again, thinking about display, etc., is that it's a very um, small base. Mm. Um, so, mm. like, it's beautifully detailed. Like, it's not a skimping thing. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, when you look at, um, like, the Catwoman base, for example, necessitated by her... Uh, the pose, um, yeah. but it is huge. It is, and it, it, in isolation, great. But when you're trying to display a bunch of these together, it's actually just a giant pain. Um, <laughs> so having something like this, which um, means that there's, I had options of where I could put her in the display. So yeah, I was happy. absolutely. Yeah. I was very lucky that um, I managed to fit her in my display case alongside. Uh, Catwoman, Ivy, and Harley, um, mm. thanks to that that small base. Um, what I was surprised at was just how tall she is. Like um, She's quite a large figure compared to those. Like when you see her next to Harley, you can really see the, the difference in size. Like if, if these were real people, you know, Harley would be quite the shorty and, and Batgirl would be quite tall. Um, I actually noticed when I went to put her on my display shelf, there's probably about three millimeters to spare between the top of her ears and the, the mm. shelf above. 
So I was very, very lucky to, to sneak her into the display. Yay. So, yeah. Well, so let me yeah. ask you something, something on that. Um, would you consider maybe having a custom base where, you know, all those pegs would peg into like one big uh, block, you know? Oh, you mean like for the multiple figures? Yeah. Love it. Yeah. There, there are actually people out there who do it. Um, there's mm. a company called Pathfinder. Um, and they've been doing them for the X-Men premium format statues. So oh, cool. they do these kind of larger bases that allow you to, to plug in um, a couple of figures into the one base. So, for example, um, you can put Colossus on the base and actually have Wolverine uh, standing in front of him and, and reduce your display space. Hmm. So, oh, yeah, cool. but if someone was to go and do that with the DC characters, um, the main thing I'm more interested in is the height. Um, I'd like to cut mm. down the height of some of these figures. Um, you know, I probably shouldn't have chosen, you know, quarter scale if that's my issue. So. <laughs> They're so big. Oh, well, I mean, you look at someone like, you know, Sinestro is just yeah. a nightmare to display because he's over 30 inches tall. Like he yeah. just, you know, he's not in my display case because I just don't have a shelf big mm. enough for him to go on. So, and also, you know, Batman's gigantic as well. Like yes, the, yes. that base and those ears. Um, no, yeah. no studio scale for Ben. Nope. <laughs> no studio scale for me. Indeed. So, so I think that pretty much sums up. We, we've covered um, packaging. We've talked about the sculpt. We've talked about the paint. We've talked about the mixed media, etc. Um, look, I think, you know, she's a hit. And I think hopefully this is a sign that Sideshow are actually picking up their game. Um, I was very impressed with Lobo. I think Lobo, you know, is a, uh, is a front runner for piece of the year for me. Um, that was until a certain barbarian came along. Um, but other than foot peg issues, uh, that's three, you know, stunning looking statues in a row for me. Yeah. I, I'm, I love this piece. Love mm, it. Very nice. I, yeah. My eldest asked me the day, which one's your favorite? I'm like, well, it's Batgirl at the moment because, <laughs> you know, she's new, but I really do like it. Mm. And what are you going to do if they offer a variant in the more traditional color scheme? Oh, just deal. I I mean, I think, um, you know, with, I'm happy with this. You know, I think Mm, that, mm. um, it's something that I'd have to be really, uh, flush. Um, I mean, I'd sell, I'd sell this one to, for the one I prefer, um, if, if it came to that, but I don't, I, I, I don't feel like I need, um, need that simply because, what they've done with this line, I think, is quite clever in that it's all pretty timeless. Like, yeah, you know, the, yeah. the, there's, they, there's nothing, um, they, they all fit together nicely, even though it's a kind of blend of eras. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, they haven't gone for like super silver age or, you know, new 52. So it's all kind of, you know, fitting somewhere in between. So yeah. Yep. 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 We'll see. Truth, truth. All right, very nice. It's fun, fun. Yeah. Well, that wraps up our discussion topic, and uh, we'll come back in a moment with some feedback before we wrap things up. Thunder, 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 thunder. Introducing evil mutant warriors, Rattero, Soulsman, Croon the Destroyer. Battle against Lion-O and the new Thundercat allies, Hatchiman, Snowman. Tesco Warrior, the battle is on for the Sword of Omen. Thunder, 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 
figures and vehicles each sold separately from LJF. Before we finish off, we have some feedback from our listeners to share with you. And if you'd like to hear your questions, comments, or suggestions on future episodes, you can email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com. And you may just hear it read out. And, John, you've got a uh, nice little piece of feedback. Yes, I do. And this piece of feedback is coming to us from Cass in Benton, Illinois, USA. So, um it starts off very nicely. Hello, everyone at Action Figure Blues. I've never bought anything from Sideshow Collectibles before, but I think that's going to change after seeing upcoming coverage of their Masters Universe collection. Um, I really like the updated style of the statues, but I do not. I do understand the new looks will probably turn off a lot of classic He-Man fans. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, I had a few questions for the veteran side, so side, side show collectors. Oh, no it's one a, can word tonight. It's a, it's a really big show. It's a really big side show. <laughs> <laughs> um, first, do you think He-Man and Skeletor will be out by the end of next year? Hmm. Ben. <laughs> well, um, look, uh, to be fair to Sideshow, before we make fun of their um, multiple delays, uh Sideshow always unveil a whole bunch of stuff at the San Diego Comic Con and everyone gets really excited because we expected it to be solicited uh, the following week and that's actually not the case. Um, it's uh, it's not unusual for them to stagger those items over the next six months. So, um, you know, look, the, the black costume Spidey is probably going to go up next week um, and we only just found out about that, but really it wouldn't surprise me if um, He-Man and Skeletor weren't solicited for another three, even six months. So... Um, out by the end of next year, look, you, you normally, you know, in a perfect world, you're looking at about 12 months from solicitation to delivery with Sideshow. Um, ha, ha, ha. Um, my, Conan, <laughs> my Conan statue just took two years. Um, so 18 months, if they solicit it in the next month, yeah, uh, that, that's possible. But if it's not solicited to later in the year, I, I, wouldn't, be, uh, I wouldn't be holding your breath. Yes. <laughs> also, if you had to guess, what would the price point of the statues be? Uh, if it's if it's much under five hundred, I'd be surprised. Yeah, this is an interesting one. This is um th- those that He Man and Skeletor statue are one fifth scale. Oh, okay, maybe. Um, yeah. So oh, that famous scale. Yeah, one fifth. Well, that's their Comicette scale mm. that um, they've done. So. With a one-fifth comicette, do you think they could sneak that in under 400? Oh, they could. <laughs> of mm. course they could, but would they? Well, yeah, okay, would they? Yeah. Uh, there's an awful lot of detail in these statues. There's, there's, um, ah, geez, I don't know. I, I, look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come out and say I think they'll probably be 399. Um, mm. I think the reason these are one-fifth scale is because pop culture shock. Um, have the rights to do He-Man, or sorry, Masters of the Universe um, statues in one quarter scale. So I'd say Sideshow probably weren't able to negotiate a quarter scale license, and that's why they're going one fifth. Um, yeah, I'd say three ninety nine. We'll, we'll, we'll revisit that. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll go with that. Hmm. And finally, do you think there will be some sort of discount if I order them together? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, actually. You know, I I think you'd be more likely to have some sort of exclusive. That seems to be their yeah. mo. And you get the reward points, um, you know, which is nice. I also think they won't be solicited together. You might be yeah. looking at three, you know, three months, four months difference hmm. um, between them. They'll do He Man first, and then Skeletor three or four months later. So, but look, that's you know, just if, the wrong way of doing it. 
they need to do Skeletor first. Well, maybe they will. And, you know, if you are in the US, then then Sideshow is really quite, um, you know, they're, they're impressive to order from if, if you live not far away. Um, once they get their, their QA, or sorry, their quality control back up again, um, you know, I think you can't go wrong being in the continental US. Hmm. He actually said finally, but he has another question. It says, are also, are any of the Masters of the Universe fans on the show thinking of picking up the new statues? Do we have a Masters of the Universe fan? <gasps> oh, Justin is. Justin and Eddie. It was sarcasm. Oh, okay. <laughs> We've had this joke before. It's a running <laughs> joke. We do those on this show. <laughs> it's after midnight here, by the way. It yeah. is. Yeah. Um, I'm drinking vodka, but you know, uh, uh, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't think um, Eddie and Justin are statue collectors. So, um, but I actually haven't heard Justin's thoughts on the statues, given that they are a bit of a uh, an artistic. There's a bit of artistic I can see license Justin taken. maybe biting on that, you know, with his recent some, a couple of his recent purchases. Well, yeah, I guess really? by the time he, he measures it out with the, the the exchange rate, it could be fairly pricey. But I must admit, I looked at them both and I, I thought they were both stunning. Um, I did. I don't know that I'm in the in the you know looking to get a, a one fifth scale statue Anything. line going, but um, <laughs> I, I guess it'll be up to the price and the exclusives too. Hmm. Well, and, Cass goes on to say thanks again for all you guys do with a little smiley face. You got to put the smiley face. So, well, thank you very much. Pleasure. Yep. <laughs> and over on the um, over on the tweets, um, I got a little tweet from JH Gotham, and uh, he went on to say the last episode retrospective on the Mummy was awesome. I love horror toys. Keep it up, guys. With thank you. Well, we have to say yeah. thanks to John because he prepared pretty much ninety nine percent of that. Uh, Eddie helped quite a bit, so. Uh, he, yeah, he came in and uh, yeah, added quite a few. Very good. Well, I nice. loved it too. Like you know, not being a um, collector of that character, um, it, it, just listening to it, um, not having been on the episode, I loved it. Great job. No, oh, good. Very nice. Good. Very nice. All right, I have a couple of last little things to mention. Um, just a reminder from last week's episode in 179 where we reviewed the, um, the Mezco Gus Fring um, exclusive figure. Um, we did actually say that you could win that figure. All you had to do was um, tell us what your favourite Gus Fring moment was from Breaking Bad and send that in with your details to podcast at actionfigureblues.com. And um, hopefully we will draw a winner sometime after this episode comes out. So you've still yes. got a chance to get yep. your entries in. Um, and one last thing, um, one of our favourite listeners, um, Patrick G, had a birthday yesterday. So happy birthday, Patrick. Hope you had hey. a fantastic day. Happy day. And, and Michael from Plan Banter has a birthday today. I was going to mention that. Hooray. Hey. So Birthdays everywhere. Hmm. All around us. Indeed. All right, that brings us to the end. Thank you for listening. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you for your company, gentlemen, and uh, let's do it again next week. Okay. Sounds sounds like fun. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Visit your dentist. And um, call your mom, make sure she's okay. You mean call your mummy? <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, that was last week's pun. That was... Uh, I know. Yeah.
very punny. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and downloaded direct at actionfigureblues.com by clicking on the podcast tab. If you do listen to us on iTunes, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join in with all of the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, new releases, old lines, and engage in trades and sales in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, ShelfLife.net, and the Pop Culture Superstore, who help keep our site running. You can also find us on Twitter at AFBlues and on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. If you went somewhere for a back wax and uh, they didn't do it, you'd never know. <laughs> I'm so confused right now. <laughs> <laughs> and when Scott loses it, it doesn't help. <laughs> oh, I love you guys. <laughs>